previously on the Project Umbrella podcast. What's the length of that video? Just to go into it. Nearly two hours long. <laughs> and it'll be like some woman in a bikini because why not? Up until Lisa Trapper's story, which obviously came after, you know, the prisoner's story in Survivor is the easily the darkest chapter. So if you see an image of the wolf pack being stood behind Jill, and it doesn't now validate Operation Raccoon City because it's a fucking collectible card game. You, you were being sarcastic, right, about the reference. Well, heaven, heaven's Night? Yeah. Here's a reference to Silent Hill. No, because it came out before Silent Hill 2. Hello and welcome to episode 55 of the Project Umbrella podcast, where we coordinate all our 4v1s but continue to entertain with our French accent at the same time. (laughs) 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 I'm Nick, Nick, better known as Neptune, your mastermind for the evening. Let's see who's joining us today. His streaming knows no bounds. Well, perhaps a difficulty level in Revelations 2. It stars Tyrant. Salut, je m'appelle Stars Tyrant. <laughs> He's our webmaster from down under, it's Rombie. Hi, I can't even follow that one up, it's amazing. <laughs> and finally, want want a way to dispose of him? Your choice of weapon, a chandelier of course, it's George Trevor. Bonjour, mon ami. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. Cabagap. I stole your idea, so I should. <laughs> <laughs> Coming up on today's podcast, unsurprisingly, we're going to be looking at the release, recently released beta for the new game slash spin-off slash add-on uh, for Pro- uh, Project Resistance. Batman, Rombi, and Stars were all selected as part of the Ambassador program to test the beta, and they're going to be here, effectively answering your questions and how it plays. And we're going to have a big preview uh, of that and bringing you our collective thoughts. And we'll also be looking at the news, site news as well, and finishing with another fiendish edition of Neptune's Biohazard Quiz. So, without further ado, we'll start with the news. Gaming, there's not a lot of gaming news apart from the fact that the beta has been released for uh, for Project Resistance. We won't obviously speak a lot about it at this point in time because that's the whole purpose of this podcast. Um, but yeah, I suppose that just as uh, for people unaware or listening at a later time, you had to sign up and register, uh, sign up with Capcom, register with their kind of ambassador program, and then you were selected to play the game. Uh, as I said, Rombie, Stars, and Batman were all uh, selected to do so. Uh, I forgot, or I say forgot. That's probably a generous term. I completely. I, I, I didn't think I would be able to play it because of the online thing. I don't I don't pay to play online, so I just didn't slash forgot. That's any excuse. What's what's your excuse, George? What is my excuse? <laughs> it's, it's, it's not really my sort of game. And then also I'm on Xbox, so there was that extra difficulty of trying to have to download something else as well. You know, I'm over 40. You know, it's... Um, 
it's complicated when you've got to download more than one thing. Um, yeah, is that is that good enough? Perfectly plausible. Perfectly plausible. What, what's uh, your excuse, it, Nick? It, it, As I said, he, I forgot. He, <laughs> he, he kind of, he said he kind of forgot, but he also yeah thought that you couldn't play it if you didn't have like Xbox Gold or PlayStation Plus account. But that's not true. Most bases uh, always usually public access. Like as in that, as long as you got the code, you can play them, and you don't have to have the. Yeah, so I feel a bit aggrieved. It's definitely if the case. Yeah, it's definitely the case in this situation. Let's be honest, um, they'll probably have another one. So yes, yeah, this is this. Yeah, just to clarify, this is the closed beta. There probably will be an open one. Is there another in closed or another open yeah. one? Yeah. Uh, so the final bit of news is that everyone's favourite tyrant is coming to Monster Hunter, and yes, he's wearing a hat. So along with uh, Mr. X, as he may officially now be known, who knows, and Leon and Claire, they will be joining the ranks of the monsters scene in Monster Hunter, a game I have absolutely no clue about, so I'm afraid any information about that game cannot come from me. But Sean, you, you have a bit of understanding of this game. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't play or anything like that, but it, it, it's like a, a, t- a team-based game where you go and basically fight large monsters in, in an online and offline capacity. But the, the sort of quirk at that um, Monster Hunter world has had on um, current consoles and PC is that they have lots of crossover events. So there's already been like a Street Fighter pack, a Devil May Cry pack. There was uh, recently a Horizon Zero Dawn. And the latest one is uh, the Resident Evil 2 remake, where you'll now be able to collect items in the world, which will then give you the appearance of Leon and Claire. And they've also put the Tyrant in there. Like I say, they're, they're, it's a great little sort of action RPG, uh, action game with RPG elements in it. But it, it, some of the crossover stuff's like every bit as good as the stuff you'll see in like Smash Brothers so it's, it's, it's a nice little collab and obviously it's a Capcom game as well and it's it's one that's earning Capcom all the money at the minute. It is huge in Japan isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's their biggest it's their biggest selling title ever I think the last time I looked it was like over 13 million units worldwide. Wow. It's huge. It's it's massive. It's blown up even bigger than they ever thought it's always been one of those franchises that's just always kind of just done really well especially in Japan but this is the next level for them this is the game they've always been wanting something online that's just blowing up was it, would I be right in saying Monster Hunter World was actually a bit, a bit simpler compared to the other games but by doing so it's opened it up a bit more to casual gamers I, I wouldn't know that wouldn't know, no, I, I, wouldn't I don't know. want to uh, offend or upset <laughs> yeah. no I may have done that I may have done all of a sudden there's some battle between us and some sort of podcast covering the monster hunting <laughs> universe <laughs> yeah. uh, the big question uh, I few... can't believe you said that about our games <laughs> your Resident Evil is so basic <laughs> but, I, I suggest anyone who hasn't seen the trailer, the launch trailer for it, to um, watch it. That last, like, I don't, I don't understand what's going on. That last minute is like, <laughs> even for Japan, yeah, even Japanese, yeah. like, they're eating yeah. food and they're like going through portals and like, <laughs> the tyrants like flying around the place with a goofy look on us. For I don't. Looks fun though, like. I'm reminded when Trick and Snowboarder came out on PlayStation. I bought like, oh, I bought yeah. that game. I and I love I love snowboard games back in the day. Cool Borders two, Cool Borders three were brilliant. And I thought, no, I lo- I want I want to play as a zombie cop and Claire and Leon. <laughs> so I bought Trick and Snowboarder. <laughs> but there we go. They, they, it's uh, setting a precedent. But there we go. I think that was the first ever crossover. I think Resident Evil we ever had. I might yeah. be wrong, but first one I can recall. <laughs> Uh, 
Uh, site news. Well, we've had lots of site news. The first thing is to say that you've probably seen on our social media outlets, we've only been slightly promoting it, is that we have just passed 100,000 downloads on Podbean. Uh, this is the first podcast since we're doing that. And as a special treat, we gave out our Outtakes podcast, which, of course, is hilarious, <laughs> featuring all the bangs, cracks, and God knows what happens that doesn't quite make it into the high-quality recording that is our podcast. But um, we hope you've enjoyed that. It's doing really well, actually. It's, it's downloading quite a lot, and it's getting a lot of good uh, feedback, uh, which is always great to great to see. And But o- overall, and I think I've mentioned it in a video and so forth, but we are really, really grateful that people have downloaded our podcast and still continues to uh, continue to download it we're, we're really proud um, 100,000 downloads since February 2016 pretty good we think so we're going to carry on as we always will uh, trying to provide you with the highest quality entertainment <laughs> but um, from everyone here uh, thank you yes thank you uh, just uh, for a moment just to apologize to any of our German listeners for that accent I <laughs> <laughs> Can you apologise to Russian and Hungarian as well? <laughs> it all just falls under that umbrella. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, as I said, but to celebrate, we released the outtakes. Um, and that's the kind of start. We've also released, you would have seen uh, Romby released our new video introduction, which is pretty slick. That's all part of our plans going forward. I'll say no more than that, but it's uh, looking pretty cool with the um with our new kind of logo if you like and so forth but that's um and that'll be used for all our future video content uh, that isn't the podcast so uh, any any streams that i record and so forth or any other discussion videos and so forth that will be the video going forward and you can see that on our facebook page as well so thanks rob for that that was pretty cool no worries yeah it's pretty pretty straightforward i've got an alternative version as well we've got two versions so. we do yeah just yes that's right So, uh, Valley Stars Tyrant has finalised his Revelations 2 stream, which you can view on our YouTube channel. How did that go, Sean? That went absolutely wonderfully. First time playing Revelations 2, as I repeated every episode um, since 2015, and all it did was just solidify how absolutely wonderful I think that game is. Don't think people give it the time of day they should do. I don't think it does the Alex Wesker storyline as well as we all wanted, but the fact that it just goes back to it at all is something that I'm grateful for. <laughs> the only thing I think that lets the game down is the sort of fake out ending with Nat Alex I think it could, they could have done without that but other than that I think the game is absolutely wonderful and I was pleased to share that with a lot of people good it was good to um, to go through it and remind ourselves of the crew, uh, kind of kooky uh, atmospheric world that Revelations 2 lives in and uh, I think we said at the time it, you know, was this a, a catalyst for the return of more survival horror and I think it proved that indeed it was the case I mean it wasn't that survival horror but it had much more more of that focal point to it than perhaps Revelations 1 did and of course much more than Resident Evil 6 I think it was a it was a start to, towards it definitely yeah it's, it was that balance between the, the two and definitely towards where we're at now. There'll be more streams to come. Uh, I, I gave a little thing in our Discord server. Apologies. I will hopefully get uh, more Remake 2 uh, streams up and running. Um, we're currently in the... Pro- I don't have a lot of time. Um, I have to book out, basically, my lounge to play such things. So, um, yeah, I'll try and get more of that. And I will I will endeavour to get back to zero. But that's been a chastising experience. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, we're all just coming to terms with that, Nick. So, yeah. <laughs> so um, but, I, I, I think that's part of the entertainment value. I think, and I'm not the only one who said that. I think that's kind of good in its own way. So, I've just I bitten off more than I can chew. That's what I feel. The only thing, Nick, that you should feel guilty about being responsible for with the Zero stream is that I know he's going to be listening, but it's just an enabled arty to just share so many gifts of train explosions and train. <laughs> <work>. <laughs> So, yes. Uh, thank you for that. Mm-hmm. I mean, people say it's the hardest, probably one of the hardest of the standard games, and I was foolishly to have done it in normal mode, but there we no, go. It, it <laughs> is brutal. Foolishly yeah. or geniusly? Well, who knows, who knows. But I will I, I will come back to it. That does conclude all our site news for now. Keep an eye on, obviously, uh, feel free to uh, join our Discord server if you want to be involved more with the podcast and comment. Great little community going on. Nearly up to 100 members now, which is fantastic. So, uh, come along. But we now turn our attention for the main, to the main discussion of the evening. Project Resistance.
Project Resistance is out, albeit a closed beta is out, and a select few have been chosen, anointed, one may say, by Capcom to, <laughs> <laughs> to experience their new game. I think from the preliminary videos and feedback, the feedback has actually been quite good. I, you know, I think there's a lot of, I would not say negativity, but I think there's a lot of apprehension around in the community. Is this is this my type of game? Is this is this going to work in the Resident Evil setting? On the other hand, people are going, Ooh, is it going to be too much like I think Friday the 13th is a similar sort of game I think Um, uh, or is it going to be more Outbreak and I think there's a lot of apprehension but from the kind of comments I've seen generally on a lot of groups and um, you know and Discord and things people have been actually this isn't bad needs a bit of work but it's pretty good we'll start with you what's your kind of preliminary overview having uh, delved into a couple of games both Mastermind side and Survivor side so uh, just to get a few uh, bits out of the way I've probably played it about 25-30 times now um i've survived twice and i've been a mastermind once you know what it's it's fun it's okay it's it's very rough around the edges you can see the hints that outbreak and the influence that outbreaks had on it but it's still not really an outbreak successor despite what anybody will tell you the concept itself is very by the numbers to enable this kind of game to occur but as an you know as a multiplayer resident evil experience is it better than umbrella court yeah is it better than orc yes is it better than outbreak no so you know that's that's kind of where it will fit and you know on the one sense like you know will i dedicate my time to it like i do playing street fighter online because anyone who follows me on twitter knows i play street fighter a lot um, no i won't play it to that kind of level but am I sad that the beta is going to end tonight and I won't be able to play it at this, you know, any time this week? Then, yeah, I kind of I think I am. You know, it's something that I think a Resident Evil fan could just dive into every now and then to have a, a little bit of fun with. I don't think it's going to be a massive time sink for people. It's just going to be a nice distraction while we wait for other things. This is not Outbreak, but it, but it's okay. It's fine. The only sort of real criticism I have for it uh, is the fact that I just find as, as good as it looks visually, and obviously it's using the RE engine with a lot of assets from Resident Evil 2, but it really did just dawn on me how, how dry I feel the art style is for Remake 2 and subsequently, you know, by associating project resistance I don't think these two titles of, of, of the Resident Evil entries have much of an identity of their own visually which I think is a shame because Outbreak you know no matter what people say about it has an, an, an identity of its own and I'd like to see Capcom try and do that a little bit more with this title but you know initial impressions are it's fun it needs more maps it needs more things but obviously this is a beta so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna chastise it for that the only thing really really that has to change is Daniel's accent is absolutely Absolutely woeful. <laughs> well, we'll come. We'll come to, we'll come to him. Uh, for he is he is something special. Rob, uh, Romby, what's what's your preliminary view? Having played a few games, I got through. I had some big issues trying to get it to connect to begin with. Once I finally got on, I managed to get maybe I think maybe just over a couple dozen games, maybe fourteen or so, and I managed to finish four out of them. I think even for a beta it's pretty woeful. It doesn't have any matchmaking because it's kind of just you and a bunch of randoms. It just decreases your chance of survival. Generally though I think what uh, Sean said is pretty much the same for me. Yeah. I don't want to get into too much detail for now. I guess we've got the different areas to talk about but yeah. I managed to get an S rank. I did. I, I saw. Yeah I saw. Your, 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 you can see your, your playthrough your 17 minute playthrough on your put it on Discord if people want to watch it. it was the S rank very good. 
But you said you yeah, said to me pri- you said to me privately you said you struggled to get a game. Was that was is that down to it, your, your locality or anything or is it? I I think it may have been part of partly my locality and just like I don't because we don't know how the servers are working, so it could be just the fact that I was so far away from other games. I I don't know. I didn't get a chance at all the mastermind. I tried picking mastermind selection from the options that sat there. I gave up after 32 minutes. Wow, wow. Most people said on average if they were waiting for a mastermind session, it kind of took them between 15 and 20. And I got to 32 and I was like, I, I, I just went off and was doing other stuff while I waited and just had my headset on. I could hear, obviously, if it had stopped and it, and it didn't. So, but yeah, a bit, of a bit of a struggle. George, now obviously you haven't played it, but what I, su- I suppose did you want to give on a brief overview of your, I suppose in my, in my introduction really, your kind of apprehension, your, not your type of game. You said how, um, <clears throat> having viewed uh, some videos and people playing it, What's your preliminary view? I did try to do as much homework as possible, and I, I, I watched Rombie's playthrough and, and quite a lot of others. I mean, after after many sessions on the therapist couch, I've come to terms with the fact that not every Resident Evil release is going to be a survival horror game. And I think you made a good point in the past, Nick, that if they do have to release some of these more universally appealing games that might be more combat orientated, in order to bring in, you know, the money to maybe fund uh, a more survival horror focused game, then yeah, that bring it on that I've got no problem with that at all I think some of the criticism has come from people that maybe not, not understanding what this is If unless I'm wrong it's an idea it's a concept that you know, if I leave my cynicism at the door thank you Capcom for you know just having the bravery just to put this out there and just saying look this is not a finished product you know what do you our our customers think of this what can we do to improve it and maybe it is kind of like a skeleton beta for what potentially is going to be Outbreak File 3 you know there may be no it it may be purposeful that these are kind of generic characters that aren't you know with little backstories and so yeah I I agree with what Sean was saying it's fun I really agree with that point though that Sean made because that was my take from it and a disappointment carried over from RE2 that it is very plain for for you know a series that's got so many you know iconic locations and 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 you know we're playing i'm playing re3 at the moment as well and even without the seamless project you know it's so lush yeah it's very dry and uh so that would be my criticism of it but i think let's see go with it uh just very quickly one example i think that would be great and maybe this is what they're doing capcom this is you know like i say a skeleton of what's to come that master the whole mastermind idea how fantastic that would that would be if it was on rockford island you know with alfred ashford and you know he's 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 the mastermind. You play as Alfred, and then you know you've got the people you know Claire and Steve. So maybe that's what they're doing. Well, we'll we'll get back to that in a bit mm-hmm. because there are ideas. Yeah, and we want we want to explore people's ideas for sure. I mean, my two cents for what it's worth. Um, I, I I had quite low expectations. It it really isn't my 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 type of game. Hence, I didn't even try and you know <laughs> try and order it, thinking it's multiplayer and things like that. I've always said though that if they released an outbreak, that would probably persuade me to get playstation plus or whatever it's called you know just to play it with everyone and uh, when this was announced i was a bit excited thought, oh yeah okay is, is this going to be it and then we saw the kind of trailers you saw my reaction on youtube actually is a bit Ooh, okay okay what's going on and then i watched it and actually my my, my feelings have improved I, I i think the this particular location is is so humdrum uh run-of-the-mill factory umbrella placement i mean it's it's very very dull but that's fine it, it's it's the beta it's the it's level one isn't it it's map one um let's i'll take it with a pinch of salt but i was it looks fun and i think ultimately a game has to be fun if a game isn't fun no matter how great the story is no matter how you know deep the lore goes and all oh, that's a nice easter egg if it's not fun people aren't going to play it you know it's got to have that long longevity in terms of actual replaying it and i know people don't like certain games in the series but 
Zero isn't particularly fun to play for all the various reasons, <laughs> you know. And, uh, you know, and all, you know the mechanics they introduced are just laborious, aren't they? They're just annoying, you know. Just and it, but it's got great lore, isn't it? But it's not. It's, it's just not revered in the series as some of the others, even though it's near identical to uh, remake. I know some people disagree with me, and, that, and that's one of the reasons why I've tried to do the stream just to to see if I can respark my interest. But that, that was the kind of comparison I kind of made, and it does look genuinely quite fun. And this is where Orc failed because I don't think it was fun in the slightest. But we'll see how it goes. And um, I've I've been I've been impressed, and I think I've commented a few times and said actually, if it's fun, that's half the battle, isn't it? I'd like to see more. I'd like to. To see some story element, and we'll, we'll certainly we'll certainly come to that. So let's dig a little bit deeper. So let's start with the well, briefly spoken about the online experience, logging on, and, and so forth. Um, Rob, you mentioned that you, you there's been a long delay with people wanting to play as Mastermind Dan, mm. Daniel Fab, Fab Fabron. In your experience, you said half about you, you waited half an hour. If you found more people wanting to be that rather than the survivors, is it just because there's only one, or is it because you had to wait for three? You know, for three survivors. I, I think it's a bit of both. I think like the wait times are higher just simply because you it's it's five players for a game and there has to be one mastermind that it's easy to get a survivor's position because obviously there's four of them. So um, yeah, I think it's it's part and parcel with that. Which again is why it's a shame there was no matchmaking. Um, I, I think I said it to, to people, but it's like it's just a bit of a shame. I know it's a beta and stuff, but it seems like such a missed opportunity because even playing with randoms, you might meet some people that you want to play with again and being able to add them you can you can add them if you're on playstation anyway to your friends list because you can see your the players you've recently played with but there's no way of like making another match with those people it's just random whether or not you get paired up with them again sean what about you with your when you played as mastermind what was your kind of wait delay i must have been lucky or again my position in the world benefits me more than it does rob but it only took about two minutes for me to get connected the wait times on the whole it tends to match me up in about 45 seconds to a minute and then i'm in so the servers do seem to be working okay-ish. I uh, think that's generally what this test is. It's, I think I wouldn't be surprised if this is just a server load test to see if it can cope with X amount of games running at the same time on the servers. Mm, um, and, just, and just general te- testing for for stress loads for um, users, like I mean, bugs and all that sort of stuff. I don't know how you found it, Rob, but that has been a couple of really laggy matches for me. There was one um, There was one match in particular where there's an online term called rubber banding where it basically it locks you to a spot and even though your game is registering that you're moving away from it, eventually you'll snap back to that spot and that happened with me on one of the matches and I was just I was just stuck and every now and then it would like cut back to where I was stood like two minutes ago and be bitten by zombies and then the, you know everybody just seemed to be struggle with um, lag but apart from that there's a little bit of a delay in, at times and I've got a pretty good internet connection here there was a couple of matches that were definitely lag affected if you like but then it's a beta so I don't and I'm not criticising it at all it's just an observation I was going to say I definitely had some rubber banding there's a moment even in the video I uploaded where like I tried to get off an elevator that had been lift raised in position and I got off it and then all of a sudden you see me just snap back onto the elevator it happened a couple of times and there was definitely I've got it saved I should probably upload it as well there's a video which is quite funny we get to the third area and the mastermind spawns a tyrant and he uh, manages to grab me through the railing and like is grabbing me through the railing because it's where it's spawned and then after that I'm basically just killed because I can't move I'm stuck where I am constantly 
as you kind of similar to what you said, Sean, like bouncing all over the place. Have experienced that for sure. And I think they also had that problem with Operation Raccoon City with one of the earlier tyrant. I think one of the earlier tyrant battles, which I think is why why it's a good thing that you know to sort of iron out these these mistakes that you know clearly Operation Raccoon City could have benefited from if they'd had this you know type of close beta. But I'm, I'm interested in the mastermind because you mentioned that there was that delay in getting on, and I, I presume that's because it, it it would be far more the popular choice because mm-hmm. we you know I mean uh, Neptune mentioned it's not quite our type of game, but what I was far more interested in was just seeing the way as a mastermind because that took me by surprise that that you know that you kind of play through i'm right to think almost everything's just played through the closed circuit camera mm. and it just i thought that was a, a, a kind of a great idea i mean we might want to come on to this later but i did notice there seemed to be quite a disparity in well like a, the balance between how effective certain things were whether you were you know placing bow's in you know in the way or it seemed to be far more effective to you know like the idea that you could lock, lock doors and, and turn lights off sometimes look to be far more effective but it's interesting because like when you play as a survivor it's just a very typical you know over the shoulder resident evil experience where you just move through areas and collect keys and, and and battle bow's when you're playing as the mastermind the game effectively turns into a real-time strategy where yeah. you know you you have cards and like action points and things like that is it is a completely different experience and to be honest i will I, i'm rubbish at strategy games so I, I i won't be an effective mastermind to be honest unfortunately <laughs> no but like you say it's interesting maybe this is the way forward that, that it's two very different games and people can jump on whichever one they want because uh mm. yeah it seemed like a very different thing with you know as you say with the cards and very much strategy based and yeah I, that definitely appealed to me well, i noticed it I was going to say, I noticed a huge difference in the way different players would play as the mastermind. Even though as a survivor, I could see how people would preload certain areas with enemies just to try and blockade them, as opposed to people who played a bit more smarter strategy and spread stuff out and responded more to player attacks than you know, would spawn particular things to certain areas. They seem to be more effective than just preloading everything into one area. And I think this may be a more of a technical question, but um, I'll ask it anyway. I mean, is there anything on a kind of technical level different to running a beta on this type of game than it would be to... Uh, Operation Raccoon City or Umbrella Corps? Because I suppose my, my, my question lies on the fact that how much testing does it really need if they've already got a lot of experience in running, you know, in, in running Umbrella Corps? That's got an online server. Operation Raccoon City is still kind of going mm, on. And that's the works. They're different games, so every game needs its own kind of benchmark testing, right. I guess, from a technical standpoint. There's, there's clearly a lot of balancing that can that still needs to happen. Yes. Um, because, because one good mastermind, like Rob just alluded to there, different strategies that masterminds deploy one you know one good mastermind who's got his head screwed on can make the scenario literally unfinishable through clever deployment other masterminds you, you barely see anything and you just run through it no trouble whatsoever so i tend to think once people get the ha- if this beta ran for a lot longer i would imagine that by the end of the week it would be nearly unfinishable at times oh interesting i had the experience this is funny too because i had the experience um that on one particular game i did i I had so this was an interesting voice chat I thought the player voice chat not many people talk I think that, that's the other thing that we haven't really talked about a lot of people don't really use the voice chat which is very um, outbreak <laughs> but not many people talk which is weird you kind of do need a lot of teamwork and communication but you can kind of also play it a little bit solo as long as you're kind of working on seeing on the goals because obviously it's all a direct goal pretty much in front of you at all times but the voice chat isn't segregated so if the mastermind's on the voice chat and you're on the voice chat you can still talk I it ends this interesting dynamic where you, they kind of end up t- taunting you 
themselves as well as the, the voice acting you know that's going on and you can kind of retort back you know going ha ha i managed to get past your traps and <laughs> that stuff, which is an idea but in one of them i got a running basically because i would just keep focusing on the goal and i was playing as uh yeah january i was playing january and which which ended up being my default character not through choice I, if i went to go click on valerie usually someone grabbed it before me and it would go me i'd click x and immediately it would just drop me straight to the next character which is january so i ended up playing her more than anyone else i think i was just gonna say rob that um that choice is um mastermind defined when you get logged into a game as a mastermind the first thing you get is an option which says like default voice or, or um live chat voice or whatever i can't remember what the options are but one choice is basically keeps it to the game's dialogue and audio and the other option allows all the players to be able to speak with each other and ah. it says it allows taunting and things like that so that particular mastermind in that game will have selected that second option ah, see that would be nice information to let players know that was a potential thing because it yeah, really doesn't tell you that I, at all. I didn't know until i'd finally got to actually play on as the mastermind and it's the first is literally the first option that comes up how you want to uh how you want to chat and the mastermind also gets to choose the map but obviously there's only the one and they also get yeah. the choice in this it's a choice of four presets which define the puzzle and enemy layout yeah. So, okay, those made the later ones made more sense for the voice chat. But anyway, yeah, they they accused me of speed running because I was <laughs> going through and focusing on the on the um on the goals, and no one else really was. And um and then even when we did get three out of the four players in that game focused on the on the goals, one player just continued to run around killing enemies and not actually realizing that they had to come, well they had a piece to begin with that they picked up a puzzle piece and hadn't added it to the Mr Raccoon puzzle and then even after they put that on there they still ran around for a little bit killing enemies when we were like all standing there going like waiting to get to the second area um and so even the mastermind was like come on man like (laughs) 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 so shut out it was quite right well that interesting yeah first time you've ever been accused of being a speedrunner rob uh yeah i think so yeah (laughs) i usually take my time Um, i mean this is the type of game where you if you focus on what needs to be done i mean essentially what it was i let the other three players in that game just stayed behind and started shooting the enemies in the second and third areas and the where the cars are in the um first indoor area whereas i was like well there's, n- there's not not any puzzle pieces in there it never is so i'm just going to run straight into the next area and so i did that and that's what i did and i picked up two of the puzzle pieces straight away so truly amazing isn't it rob how um the run is defined by how subconsciously you work together like if, if people if if you have a team full and they just all go running off, you, there's no way. You, but it's, it's, there's a ba- there's a balance. Like you you can have a lone wolf in the sense of what I did, which is I ran a key and started working on the puzzles, and everyone slowly caught up because you have to get to that area. But it's when you get there as to whether or not they even bother with the puzzle by killing enemies and their abilities like i've had situations where games where like there's like all four of us getting absolutely annihilated by a bunch of enemies and like say the person with valerie doesn't use like the health thing like where it could have saved us all by basically creating an area where we could have took on enemies while getting our house refilled so let's focus a bit then on uh, some of the gameplay we'll start with the survivors so there are four survivors that you can choose from we have valerie january Samuel and Tyrone and uh, they're, they're available all have different individual skills uh, and attributes 
powers, some have suggested, but I think that's jumping the gun a tad. But generally, they are all infected, aren't they? We'll, we'll, we'll come on to the kind of storyline implications later, but this is a kind of testing zone area, isn't it? That's that's the whole point. That's the whole prem- mm-hmm. the whole premise. But we'll we'll come on to what perhaps that is. But uh, we'll start with you, Rob, because you, you you played as January Van Sant. She has uh, she works for Comet News or News Comet, if you want to be pedantic, and friend of Alyssa Ashcroft, possibly. You know, possibly, yeah. <laughs> seemingly somewhat implied. And she has the power. She can use an EMP, can't she? So, so she can take out the cameras that the mastermind can uh, can use. Did you, did you use that power? Yeah, this, this, there's two different ones. There's one short range power which allows you to target a specific camera, and then there's the uh, her full. There's a focused power that tr- takes longer to charge and is basically it takes everything out in a certain range and yep. limits some. The ability for uh, what's it the, when they when the mastermind takes over control of enemies certain limits the amount of abilities that they can do I think as well I think it increases the cost doesn't it that's right yeah it increases the cost yeah so it limits what they can be able to do um it's it's quite handy the thing that I used it for the most was I would say the most one of the most annoying like from the mastermind's perspective it was probably great but one of the most annoying things as a player is like and it being having to be in an area where obviously there's either a lot of enemies or traps and then they crack out the machine gun which you would have seen if you watched my stream I got hit just as I was leaving a room but those those guns to taking those out I also got trapped in a foot trap and was able to disable a gun camera at the same time as clearing myself out of the trap which was quite handy if I hadn't been able to do that then I probably would have been gunned down while being stuck in the trap trap so um it's quite good and i tend to use the emp thing near the end of the matches in the third area because obviously once you're waiting for the door to open up generally the masterminds tend to throw everything in the kitchen sink at you at that point so using the emp is quite good because it obviously limits the abilities and limits the ability to spawn certain things and use the cameras and stuff so she's a computer hacker is it i think that's the whole point is that she yeah. can she do that one, and... one of her other one of her other things is aside from weapons she can also have cheaper um umbrella pointed items in the box she basically hacks the box to rig the uh, rig the costs who did you play as Sean were you... I have um, been able to play as all of them all so of far. them ah, so can, 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 can I well, pick I, the next so, one then I was going to say I've played as all of them as well oh ok so, apologies so. ok so uh the next one, uh, Samuel Jordan, interesting chap, retired boxer who took part in an umbrella medical trial with the hopes of getting back into the ring. Did you notice any difference with these with these people? He's got quite a cool attire on, a bit of a jock, isn't he? In that sense. <laughs> but what's he got? He he yeah, uh, he's more physical in nature, and he's got fists of iron, like th- something from uh, Tekken Three, isn't it? There we go. And he, the player uses boxing type moves on an enemy, and dash punch allows them to push the nearest enemy. How effective was that in play? I'm the thing is, I'm not a melee fighter really, so I tend to I tend to equip. I tended to uh, buy firearms as soon as I could because the thing is that like, I just really struggled with you know using those abilities against things like hunters. And once like the tyrant, uh, sorry, because and once the tyrant turns up, you're not going to be punching that thing in the face. So you, you tend to have to resort to either running away anyway. I'm, I must say, of the four characters that I've played as, I, I did find Samuel the least thing and okay. probably the most hard because I just I didn't I didn't feel like he added all that much to the team. Okay. I'd agree with that too. Yeah. I can't comment so much because I haven't actually played, but it's interesting hearing you guys talk about it from you know that gameplay point of view. Because I mean, one of the standout things that they did get right for me with Operation Raccoon City, what you know, were were the characters 
characters and you look at the special abilities and the backstories of Wolfpack, you know, I just don't, I don't think what we've, we've got in Project Resistance can hold a candle to that. Whether we then, you know, it'd be a make, get, get characters that we, you know, that, that replace these ones in a finished product, you know, we'll, we'll wait to see. But that was, certainly wasn't a strong point for me in this game was the characters and, and their abilities. So it's interesting hearing you talk about how effective their abilities were, you know, in relation to the actual gameplay, how practical they were and how useful, how much they added to the gameplay. Mm. it's so early to tell isn't it there may be some other levels that are a bit more effective um, with it but I suppose at least they're a bit more in tune I mean the problem with Wolfpack was that their abilities were like state of the art and it's like 1998 wasn't it but it wasn't quite but there we go but there's still obviously yeah well that's the thing about I mean if I don't leave this for somewhere else but there are some questionable age canon related things in this too to be fair yeah yeah so one of the other characters you can play as is Valerie Harmon now she looks a bit like Yoko she dresses a bit like Yoko and it's hinted that she was a roommate of Yoko <laughs> she um, has the same ability as Yoko it, she does yeah you've you mentioned she, it she's <laughs> Yoko like Yoko like <laughs> No, we can add it to the list of not Yoko. We'll play as not Yoko. Um, not Yoko. <laughs> I would say, I, aside from the fact, she, I think two things. First, she's the first character on the list, so she tends to be the one that, as I said, like I, even if I was half a second in picking, like I said, I was going to pick her, I'd push X, and if there was any lag at all, I would probably immediately go straight to January. I don't know if that list stays the same every time I think it does, but I would say she's probably the most popular character in general, aside from that. I think she's she's the most balanced. Um, the healing ability is really handy. She's pretty good with a gun, you know, like, and she comes defaultly with one. So, like, yeah, I think she's the balanced character currently. And does she, she have similar powers to almost, well, say powers, abilities as Natalia? She can see what's going on in other rooms. She, yeah, she has the ability to point out where items are. Oh, yes. Uh, and enemies through walls. So she's got the most highest perk, I, I feel, right now. Like, she's probably weaker health wise. I suspect that's probably the case. Mm. Um, it's not, but it seems unobvious to how that is. I don't really notice a massive amount of difference health wise between them all. Her strength is definitely lower. I know that much. She can't break through doors quickly at all. Or the fire rate on how she shoots the pistol is much slower as well. Slower as well, yeah. But that doesn't really... I found that didn't really make a lot of difference in the scheme of things. No. Like, I, because other players end up smacking into things. And I actually had the most fun um, playing as, as Valerie, actually, because the, yeah, the game that, the game I, I actually had with her and won, where I became a survivor, was the team I was with worked really well. So other player who was playing as Jan and myself tended to stay at the back with firearms whilst Sam and Tyrone were just sort of paving the way through. We stayed together as like a cohesive unit all the way through. And um, yeah, we did it in like just over 10 minutes, the all three segments. Um, it was really effective little team, which was amazing to say there was no voice chat, but I definitely had a, had a real kick on being like a support kind of class, which I never did in Outbreak really. You know, uh, Valerie's a kind of like a blend of yo because she can carry more and Cindy because she's like your your healing person at the back um, and I never really really took to Cindy but I, I actually did have a bit of a kick being able to be more of a support stay at the back keeping like a, a unit of four it was it was like easily the best match I had of you know however many I have had so far and it was playing as well so I'm, yeah. I'm just, just going aside what was the worst match you had probably that one where I've only had the one game where I was Sam and it was a really 
the early one. It was probably about my second or third match since the beta went live. And it just was it just was really, really unenjoyable because I tried to play it like the game I think wanted me to play as Sam. So I was trying to be like point man. I was trying to like literally plow through the enemies using like the physical abilities and that and it, and, and I tended to get taken out quite quickly. Um, it just it just wasn't all that enjoyable. I don't, I don't like I say I don't really feel he had all that much purpose. At least Tyrone's got that really handy kick, which can mm. um, which can 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 literally just like blow a path through loads of BOWs. So yeah, Valerie can make a health orb. Is that right? She can make an area where people can heal up in. Do people just well, come this, and yeah. stand in it? This, this, and, and it's not a power either. It's actually like a little first aid spray she deploys on the ground and then it, it spreads its healing effect in like a gas cloud. Ah, okay. So that's it's cool. not a power of so much. It, it's, it's actually a physical item she puts on the floor and deploys. Yeah, as long as you stay with it. It's actually a really good technique if everyone's getting swarmed by enemies if that player stay moves to the back and drops that thing because what happens is it constantly just refills your health while it's active so you can stack take you know, take a stand and fire enemies and kill them while still being healed in case they hit you so it's a really good tactic which is why when people don't realize they can do it it's real frustrating mm. there's a similar mechanic in uh, lord of the rings war in the north i think where the 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 the, or, the, the elf uh, the she elf um, has that ability i'm sure stars can correct uh, remind us but yeah the, she she makes a, a a healing dome if you like and then as long as you stay in it you'll be all right and you can be you're protected as well so yeah probably a similar sort of thing going on some of the some of these ideas that you know can be very interesting in themselves but you know it it, it takes time for you to you know to see how they actually work with, with the gameplay and and i think it, it does sound like a lot of it is going to be hit and miss like sean says some of these games can be extremely unenjoyable and i think a lot of this is going to come down to the dynamic you get between the you know obviously the, the survivors and 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 the brains behind the the, the person that's playing the mastermind oh, that's a good point and i mean is there time is there time to get to grips to the, with the controls and, and get to understand all no, the, that's, it. that's just really more the more time it's like a new game the more time you play with it the better fine, you get an understanding I think I think if you've yeah I mean if you the tutorial is very basic and over very quickly I think if you've got previous experience with like Resident Evil 2 remake mm. You can dive straight into Project Resistance more or less straight away. If you've been randomly selected for this beta, and I do believe not everybody who are in it has been an ambassador, weren't some places just randomly given out if you're an Xbox Gold member or something like that. So there will be some people out there who probably have no idea of how these games work. And if you're just literally thinking, oh, I'm going to try this beta, see what it's like, and it loads up, it literally gives you no idea that you've got to go and use an item box to stock your items up straight away there's no sort of run through with controls or anything like that it, it, it will it will alienate people and it, and even though i did the tutorial when i got to play as the mastermind i couldn't i honestly couldn't remember how to do it so you know it was it was but a mess did, but it's a beater isn't it so but does that sean does does that reliance on players that are going to be you know steeped in resident evil history almost is that make it almost feel like this is a, like a, a workshop for a potential outbreak three and, and you know this is capcom just playing around with ideas and seeing how some of these unique and and, and what may maybe may on paper seem like quite sophisticated ideas and and, and unique um to progress the series this type of game progress it may or may not actually work you know in practice and they're just you know they're testing things and um so they don't obviously don't want to sully the outbreak name with with another operation raccoon city type release it's hard to say isn't it i think in all honesty at this at this point i'm more inclined to say this is the multiplayer mode for resident evil 3 
Ah, uh, we'll, we'll get we'll uh. get we'll get to theories about what what this is going to be. Uh, the, the... I was going to say I, I just wanted to say I I don't think the idea here is an idea to sully or not sully outbreak. I I think Capcom's intent is to do something modern with the on, on, online multiplayer. Uh, final character is Tyrone Tyrone Henry. He's a firefighter abducted by Umbrella and so forth, and he's got the ability to rally. Anyone wants to explain how that works? It it basically again just puts like an 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 area of effect if anyone who plays MMOs that's AOE right um, <laughs> um it's basically an area where you know if if he if he pops that skill and you're within that area you will um receive less damage per hit and i, I think does it modify your outward damage as well yes, so you might... yeah it increases increases your it increases the character's innate attack ability so if you're a physical brawler it increases your physical attacks if you're a shooter it increases your accuracy i guess by the point range that it okay it sounds a lot more fantastical than perhaps the abilities if you like in outbreak just just read it this is where people go wrong read it like as though he's literally rallied the people around him and, and they're, you know they're yeah, they're roused <laughs> Um, fight a bit stronger. He's not literally Im- imbued Sam with supernatural strength because he's done a war cry. It's it's very you know it's it's very literal in that sense. It, to rally. Yes, think think Aragorn, Lord of the uh, yeah, Return of the like, King. Yeah, that's it's a good way to do it. It is not today. We would. You know, likewise. You know, likewise. Jan's. You know, EM. She actually has a device. She she doesn't use her mind like Alice to blow security cameras up. No, she pulls a she pulls like a little PDA or phone or something yeah. out. And... Oh blobby! There, there, there was a possible natural abilities <laughs> before anybody decides to say they are. Cool. There was a chance though, wasn't there? That that, that that's uh, a scary thought. <laughs> They're depicted. I will say they're depicted as supernatural abilities because, like, when Tyrone does his his rally, it gives you like a big pyrotechnical effect. But right. it's just it's, it's, just, it's certain on screen embellishments for for, for for focus. Like, obviously, you can tell enemies when they're being controlled and all that sort of stuff. Though, if you were going to argue something about canon or you know, reality, obviously, clearly it's gameplay mechanics that are elements to kind of make you aware of but, what's going on. But I don't, I don't know why these. I don't know what I've seen. Quite a few things on Twitter and the discords and whatnot of people saying you know like what why why are the abilities being depicted depicted by pyrotechnical effects and to some extent i agree but i will also remind everybody that no one asked this question when colored shafts of light emerged from ganado corpses in resident evil 4 it is true it's true you know it, it's just it's just there to do, you know and, and i'm pretty certain if someone walks into a dark room key items don't literally light illuminate in the darkness <laughs> sparkle yeah this is yeah. something consistent to the entire franchise. It's you, if you're going to argue against that, you mostly exactly go back to the original game and be like, "Well, yeah, you know, an item isn't going to sparkle and no light and out of for no random reason to make you look at it. It's it's a gameplay mechanic." Would do well to remember that sometimes. Yeah. I mean, I think that's actually a particularly good comparison with the you know the items that sparkle. It's it, it, it specifically to aid gameplay. There's, there's an entirely different balance there. People need to separate those two but but that's not to say i will just say this as a disclaimer that i do find the heads-up display and everything for project resistance far too messy and far too colorful it could do to be dialed back somewhat i will say that the the most annoying one for me is the emp one when you set it off every character get this little reticle around their head to try and show that they're not currently they're, they're currently being covered by this you know this ability and it 
takes up too much of the screen and blocks part of the view and it's kind of annoying. Uh, generally speaking then, do you, uh, as people have played it, do you feel that the abilities that the characters have are fair? Do they do they work together? Do they gel together? If, if, if you can do voice chat with, you know, as you'd imagine the final game, you'd be able to organise matches, you'd be able to coordinate uh, probably a bit better than you can at the moment. Do you think that's going to stand it in much better stead than the kind of randomness that is at the moment? Or do you feel that there's a particular skill that you would want another character to have in this t- in, the, in in this type of game. It's interesting because because these are the four players. You 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 you're forced into having the same party every time. It's not like you can chop and change members and certain characters' uses you know comes to the forefront. I mean, Valerie will always be one of your most indispensable members of your team for the healing alone. Mm. If they do introduce more characters, but you're only ever allowed four. Say there's eight characters to choose from, like Outbreak, but you're only allowed four. Then I do feel that a character like Sam will just literally drop to the bottom of the roster because I feel in a team he has very little little to offer. If 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 players could choose the same character, you would definitely see more than one Valerie on every team at the expense of, of Sam's. And, and yeah, I I agree with that. And the balance the balance will go out of work. I think there's going to be a lot of balancing to get that right. But if they do have multiple group groupings, you can pick from just the four mm. constantly. And I feel like that. I feel like that's clearly hinted at in the um, earlier trailer, which will probably get to something. I mean, um, in that sense, you know, Outbreak is actually quite a good comparison because although certain characters in Outbreak, like Kevin, had the kick, which is no different to Tyrone's, and like David used to use a lot of melee items and things like that, in the same way that Sam is really good at using melee items. Unless you could like get one of like David's combined items, most of the time. You- give him a firearm because as anyone who's ever played any of these games before distance to enemies is key and no one really wants to engage unless absolutely necessary a, a liquor in melee combat if, if it can be easily avoided by buying a shotgun at the next umbrella box yeah i'd agree with that too i was gonna ask about these i, I, th- I thought my my impression how great was it to see an umbrella th- themed item box i just thought that was a really quite neat touch <laughs> It's it, it, it's it's nifty. It's pretty much exactly the same item box as the one in RA2, but they literally just stuck an umbrella badge on it. If you want to say something's owned by umbrella, just literally just stick the badge on it. <laughs> shall, shall we go down? Shall we go down the uh, umbrella crates round from uh, Umbrella Corpse again? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because yeah. <laughs> it's an the logo on it that just that solves it. Yeah, it's definitely an umbrella lab because there's <laughs> logos everywhere. Um, one logo on one wall. See, I'm, I, I, how do you guys feel about this? Because I almost felt, I kind of felt, you know, it's Capcom being quite disingenuous. They're just going to sprinkle a little bit of, almost like they kind of pouring out the Resident Evil name. So they bring out this game that's got very little to do with the actual mainline, you know, series, the, the, the timeline. And, you know, do they do it just to a, a, appease some of the fans that, I mean, with Resident Evil 7, we had that just completely illogical placement of O'Brien's Abyss book, you know, in a, this Louisiana house. Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't really add to the game, does it? We've got this kind of spurious Alex Wesker connection. I mean, I won't, I, we'll probably go into this later yeah. on, but I just want it just, you know, does that aid? Did you, I mean, just wonder how you guys feel about this, almost just these little throwaway connections when I, I just prefer either not to be there at all or to actually have a, a, a connection that's actually got some substance you know, t- to the canon. If if I can bury the lead on it, I think it's I think it's too early to judge. It, the problem the problem is obviously they're trying to justify the existence of the game, but at mm. the same time, it's just a beta, and they're giving enough of a hint. It could stay the same, and it's exactly the same amount by the end. But they they have mentioned some idea of like offline be something more in that, but 
yeah, it's just probably a little bit too hard, too too early to judge that exactly. Well, well, I mean, we can talk more specifically yeah. about what it does say later, but I I, I think yeah. that's that's what I mean. I would I would take up George Point entirely. And go, wouldn't it be a bit more interesting rather than have this as umbrella? It was just it was like Tricell during Terra Grigia or whatever. They never went involved. They weren't involved them, but uh, uh, you know, Tricell generally. I think that would have made mm. it just a bit more interesting. <laughs> just be oh okay. Anyway, um, so we've kind of talked about the the, the the survivors, but the other side of the coin is Mr. Fabron himself, uh, the the mastermind, one of many masterminds. We think. Oui, oui, oui. Oui, oui, oui. Yeah. Je m'appelle, yeah. All that mumbo jumbo. But yeah, he's. Um... <laughs> That's Nick, French, not mumbo jumbo. They're describing <laughs> the French language as mumbo jumbo. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 did, I did German at school. So, uh, you know, you know, my German is. is oh, my Algovink is gebrochen. That means my eyelash is broken. Anyway, uh, apologies <laughs> for the French. Apologies. It's <laughs> <laughs> all right. My my first line of German is "Das ist mein Hamburger." <laughs> Thank God, Mister Mister Spencer isn't here. Too. <laughs> so uh, the ga- So we've we've touched on a bit on the gameplay of Daniel Fabron. You, you you don't actually really control him per se. You tend to control. Is it is this right? In my understanding, you can tend to control the cameras and you kind of watch watch what's going on. And then if you want, you can then because uh, I've seen him say, "Oh, I better do things myself." You know? and off he goes. And then and then you get to. Pl- <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's exactly what he said. Every sentence is special. Oh, oh, yeah. yes. And then he suddenly, and then is it right that the the BOW that he's controlling has red eyes? And again, is that you know a gameplay mechanic? So you know who? Yes, uh, they have like red eyes and a red aura kind of around. Fine. Them. So let's take it. Let's take it back. Let's go back to the first bit where you're where you're setting up. Do you have time? Because this is what I would like to be as a mastermind. Do you have time to set up your stuff, set out your stool before the survivors come in? When a match starts, the survivors get to go to an umbrella item box and use. Uh, do you start off with like two hundred and fifty or three hundred and fifty umbrella yeah, umbrella credits, umbrella yeah. dollars or whatever they are. Uh, umbrella points and during that time that's when you can deploy your first cards but it, it to be honest people have got so fast at it now that you know by the time i'm thinking shall i buy a green herb or a box of ammo they're already into the first room fighting the zombies so it's quick you've not got long nick to be honest even as the mastermind you've got to start thinking fast I mean, most of my time was spent finding which is the fucking camera for that first room yeah. because you cycle it through L and R, and I was like, which one is it? How many cameras I, I have I got available in this last section, I, which is the the warehouse? You've got like thirty one cameras you've got to cycle through, and it's like Jesus. I've I've definitely noticed the difference between um, people who've been playing the Mastermind like first couple of times and the, the ones who've played it more often. There was one that controlled the tyrant killed me and one other person and then waited for the other two who were in another room he knew they were in the other room and he waited and then when he saw that we were almost near dying he immediately went and respawned himself uh, or moved himself to the area where we were going to spawn and immediately just started beating the crap out of us as soon as we respawned so we died really onto it because there has been lots of comments that he's a bit too overpowered and I've seen it can be I've seen lots of yeah. things that, you know putting just like mines just when you're respawning so you can't help but walk into them or traps or something 
onto your feet and things like that. The, the angles are really hard sometimes with those traps if they put multiple ones down there. Yeah. And that's one of the things that I, I felt, and that's why it's so useful that they, you know, doing this space is, is just this imbalance between how effective some, some of these abilities were. I mean, did you guys find that when you were deploying the ankle traps, because it seemed to me that the, the, the players that I saw that were trapped in these, it's kind of just a minor inconvenience because whilst they were trapped, they didn't seem to be particularly, you know, any BOWs that were actually attracted to the fact that they were, you know, incapacitated and couldn't move. Uh, so that, I just that just seemed to stick out to me as, as one ability that didn't seem to be actually particularly effectual. Uh, I don't uh, know it, if it, it depends, like as I said earlier, which happened in the gameplay footage that if you watch the one I, I got stuck in a foot trap and there was a gun camera pointed straight at me straight away <laughs> yeah. and I was able to hack it and stop it beforehand I just had that ability available so I was able to I got hit like twice and then was able to stop it but that would have killed me if I hadn't if I hadn't done right. that yeah. it just it differs and obviously it gets you can get out of the trap fast if multiple people try and help yep. you they, they work if there's a lot of enemies around as well I have gone through a doorway and like they've put one on the back and they've filled the room like because obviously the room's quite tight with like three or four enemies and they can end up killing you quite quickly yeah it's they're not bad i think what's inconsistent is just more to do with yeah the balance of the number of enemies in particular small spaces that you can kind of what's stopping i mean is there limits in being the mastermind how many enemies you can put what's stopping you put about 50 mr x's into the room because each each enemy card uses action points and action build action points build slowly over time so you know to deploy you know uh, an armored zombie you know the security guard yep. um five jacket zombie is like six action points so if you spend all six then it's a while before you get chance to spend that amount again but like a a ankle biting zombie costs nothing for example so you can spawn but you've just got to wait for the cards to come in play because i think is there any four cards are in play at one time for enemies i think so um but you can still then attach other like you can have enemies and still manage to like control a gun camera or something at the same time. Yeah, it's fascinating listening to you talk because it's I mean it's such a different game, obviously to the to the aspect when you're playing as four survivors. Because I mean it's probably only about one person listening to this has actually played this game. But Lost Kingdoms, which is a kind of a, an RPG card based game on GameCube, and those Lost Kingdoms too. It, it, yeah, just fascinating. It sounds like that you know the, the, the ability to have these cards and and just listening to to, to stars and and Wombie talk about it, it, it really does. And from the footage I've seen, feel you know feel like that very much. Like you say, like that real time kind of RPG strategy game. Yeah, I'm really interested to very much play as, as the mastermind. It seems like a, a much, uh, certainly appeal to people that may, you know, maybe the, the combat orientated uh, four players game doesn't appeal to it, it sounds it, yeah it sounds a bit like someone's playing blooming like Yu-Gi-Oh, aren't they i'll play this yeah, ca- yeah. i'll play this card, <laughs> this card or, oh dear lord it could be worse it could be tep well, could become canon yeah you know there's there's the there's the comparison it, the mastermind has more in line with Teppen than it than it does a resident evil game I mean, that's effectively what Lost Kingdoms was. It was like a card-based game, but, you know, you used your cards to, to, to represent oh, effectively BOWs and monsters at the time that you were battling against the player. So. Was I it... choose you, Mr. X. <laughs> <laughs> was it fun, though? Was it, or was it, you know, whereas I suppose, you know, The Survivors is a bit more mainstream, if you like, in terms of a you know computer game. Was, was it fun it, being in this it, role? It seems fun. I mean, obviously, when I played it, I had a lot of stuff going on. In, in the real world, that allowed me to dedicate my full full attention to it but by the time i actually got to to me oh i was absolutely rubbish i I don't i I, you know i'm not very good at strategy games anyway so i'll fully admit i was i was terrible because even when i even when it did have my full attention all i all i could do was really just spawn a tyrant and squeeze someone 
And then by that point, I'd done that. They'd already uh, destroyed the three cores, and then they were straight out. I managed to do like a kind of um, last, last, last ditch attempt where I just kept spawning endless BOWs at the final door, and it did take them a, a good sort of two minutes to be able to rally everybody together at the same time to you know break it through the door. Because I think at one point I had three liquors on the go, and they were genuinely struggling trying to get through them. <laughs> and you're um, gonna, ha, ha. I, I don't doubt with people with like really good sort of strategic minds would be able to, you know. I mean, we've already seen it. A, a good mastermind mm. can basically make it unfinishable through mm. clever placement. Well, let, let's deviate then, but we'll stick on the mastermind theme. Let's think, um, and George has already alluded to a possibility, where else can the, this mastermind role go as to who else will be in that role? There's rumours that Annette Birkin is going to be a mastermind, perhaps controlling G. I like George's... I throw a quick disclaimer out there that this, of course, will be not canon. Yes, so, uh... yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I really like I really like yours, George, of playing as Alfred Ashford controlling maybe TO seventy eight and Band of Snatches and God knows what on Rockford Island. Well, that would be quite good. I'd be very careful what, how I say this, but one of the things that I thought Darkside Chronicles almost got right with the Code Veronica thing was just that that kind of they 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 I think they focused just that a little bit more on the fact that that was Alfred Ashford's kind of you know insane playground mm. and so I think that would work well with Project Resistance I think the most obvious one Nick is Al- Al- uh, Albert in the mansion controlling the TO2 against the Four Stars members oh wow I think that'd be awesome wouldn't it just just for, just for the nostalgic element you like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, in the mansion, Chris, Jill, Barry, and Rebecca surviving against the the tyrant would finally get to see where that hideout is. Yeah. I mean, I know we're not going to do, but can you imagine if at the beginning of that was kind of like a cutscene, like with the when you see the cutscene of the tyrants, um, you know, through his eyes rushing towards you when you first uh, not the tyrant, the hunter, you know, ru- ru- rushing down the corridor. Um, if you kind of got that effect, but with um, um, you know, g- going to that room where the footsteps go through the bed, and you know, that oh, bed, yeah. the bed moves out the way and. You go under that. That's where Wesker's hideout is. I thought we knew where it was. It was in the main hall, wasn't it? Is it doesn't it sh- reveal it in the Pachenko game? Well, it shows the room. I mean, it's only, it's only ever been a theory, I think, where it actually is on the map. Um, oh, okay. It's alluded to in I can't honestly remember what it is. It's a drama album that he uses as a switch underneath a painting in the main hall, and it revealed a secret a path. Little, yeah, yeah, but it's but it's by the gallery door, not. Not where it isn't. It's theorised on the map. Yeah. You you could yeah. do one with James Marcus, couldn't you, in the training facility? Mm. Uh, you know, I'll... yeah, but you have to think of your four characters at that point because it's four v one. Yeah, you so got unless you bit bring it... Bravo team. Bring in a bit case. of Bravo, yeah. Bring... Right, yeah, that'd be that'd be pretty wicked. And then a bit um, different with I... the leech zombies and so forth, and a lot of proto tyrant queen leech. Be old I mean, people. look, we're all, we're all just looking forward to the mastermind being Vincent and the four guys <laughs> being Mark, Lot, Lily, and Andy. Oh Andy, go Can off! You imagine, die, Vincent. We <laughs> said every five minutes. <laughs> and then, in the middle of you being mastermind, you get a phone call from your mother. <laughs> uh, pause, everyone. Pause. Mum's call. Mum's call. Mum's calling. <laughs> terrible things and come home <laughs> just be quiet you idiot <laughs> it's Vincent's French now. everybody in the um, everybody in the mastermind mode mastermind mode is retconned into being French mm-hmm. 
I think that's that's canon. That definitely. <laughs> uh, can we have also Salazar against uh, Leon, Ada, Lewis, and mm-hmm, Ashley? Ashley, yeah, that'd work. Um, imagine the ultimate thing you can bring out the bring out the statue. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> That's genius, Nick. Well, done. Oh, no. I was thinking, I was thinking Vertigo, to be honest. But yeah, yours is way Jesus. Yeah, it's totally it. Yeah, it's <laughs> absolutely beautiful. Well done. Jeez. But there's possibly, I think, I think the, the general point, uh, ladies and gentlemen, is that there's a lot of scope here to actually have a bit of fun with the series, um, without taking it too seriously, not being bound by canon issues. You can actually just, you know, the developers can let their minds go free and just do what they want, which would be good. I, I, I feel like the scope of this is that that this all seems like great ideas, but I don't think it's going to be anything like that at all. I think the, the fact that yeah. it's using the RE2 assets, the engine, it's, it's not going to be super expensive I think it's going to pretty much stay as it is. Well, let, talking of uh, cre- we were talking about create- creatures there, let's move on to the BOWs that you do encounter. We've already touched on the fact that most of these are, well, they are in fact all from Remake 2. So you've got zombies, you've got the zombie dogs, the Ivy zombies, whatever you want to call them, the Ivy, and uh, Mr. X slash Tyrant makes a return the uh, in his fedora, which is which is wonderful. Let's start... No, <laughs> no. no. No, <laughs> we'll start with the we'll start with the zombies though. You've already, you said there's a couple to choose from. Um, you, I suppose you just have standard zombie, and you said ankle biting zombie and ankle biters. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's zombies, there's, there's lickers. I forgot. Yeah, and the lickers. We forgot about lickers as well. <laughs> I mean, generally, I mean, I one of my I say criticisms, one of my my comments of remake two was that zombies took a bit. I don't know, two, three bullets too much um is it the same mecha- yeah. is it the same mechanic still in this one or are they a lot more you know easily taken downable they're a little oh. bit easier taken down right yeah, but, i mean others don't go down at all it's it is ridiculous yeah. how you know, particularly the ones that the mastermind control oh god yeah they yeah, act they, more they, like they crimson heads take unbelievable yeah, they do. Amounts of punishment. yeah they take so much the um one of the one of the masterminds literally managed to take control of, of the partially armored zombie because there's two different ones there's one with a helmet and one without a helmet and the one he took control of one of the ones without a helmet and he managed to kill everyone like wow just slaughtered everyone it was ridiculous and he gloated too he was the one that had the voice chat <laughs> he was like gloated with glee oh I killed all of them <laughs> <laughs> Was, was it? Was it Because I, I was watching some of the streams. They do seem to act a bit more like crimson heads. They have real fast movements, or is that just because they've got this red aura? It looks that like they're doing more than they are. No, I think I think they are faster. I think the response time is closer to a player response time, so okay. um, they don't shamble around as much. Like obviously, zombies that are they've been spawned in, and they will do act like silly, you know, silly zombies. They will walk into the sides of doorways and bump around and stuff whereas like as soon as the players control them they can control all their movements so um, they essentially just start moving faster and more directly beeline towards whoever they want to go towards and can can you play as zombie dogs or are you just limited yeah. to uh, zombies and tyrants yeah, you can play as I actually don't know uh, um, I've, I've interesting. It'll be quite fun playing as a zombie dog. Maybe I don't know. What the, what are the controls like for the zombies? Any different? As if you're playing a survivor, uh, you just get square and circle. Basically, give you claw or grab. Right. That's basically it. You get zombie crawling zombie liquor strong zombie, and then there's various selections of leg old traps and landmines and berserker shots, which you get three of, and you can fire them. 
zombie enemies to enrage them. So what's it? I mean, uh, most people will probably relish the opportunity to play as a tyrant. I, I know I certainly would. What's that like? Do you feel powerful? Do you know what? One of the, when I was playing as a survivor, I actually did have a moment where um, the mastermind spawned in, and I did actually have a moment of anxiety as I was like, fucking hell. <laughs> but there is as easy to dupe with a player controlling him because he's not very agile or fast. I was able to basically put a table in between me and the player, and he couldn't get me at all. It was ridiculous. Uh, that, that, that old, that old age-old defense item, the table. Sorry, it just really comes down to yeah, this, the environment that it spawns into, how close, how close, how wide. Is that just like utilized as another ability? Because I, I was curious, how does that work? Does the game progress where you go from the point of where you're, you know, the, the gameplay is sort of utilizing the different um, closed circuit cameras and and, and flip, you know, going from one one room to the other and and you know. Um, planning your traps how does it then work where you actually spawn in, in, into mr x is that just another card like a, that you accrue the points for yes yeah, so, so when when you get the mr x card you can deploy him and you control him immediately you get the, obviously the movements done through the twin analogs but the the actual abilities he's got he's got like a head squeeze a punch a block and a charged punch or something so it, it's not too bad it's it's nothing like the sort of versatility of um, you know controlling a survivor, but right. it, 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 it's enough, I guess. But we can all express our disappointment that he doesn't have uh, the odd job uh, finisher <laughs> with, 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 oh, God. with the hat. so much to get over the fact that tyrants still wear hats. <laughs> You're just throwing this in. It's- I was, I was going to throw it in there as well. It's balanced uh, to kind of to George's question. It's balanced that you can't do it really early on. Like the, you can't just go straight away. Like oh. I've got points, Mister X. Like yeah. in the first couple of rooms, it's it's gets more of a second area onwards. It allows you to to spawn them in. Okay, uh, liquor liquors I felt weren't as scary as they were in remake two. They uh, they been diminished. That they everything you feared they would be in the main game, which is just bullet sponges. Hmm. It's a shame because he did such a good job in making them a a credible threat again. <laughs> the, the, the reason, the reason being, is they can't be a credible threat in the gameplay style. They did the whole thing about how they they ratchet tension in the in the remake, and in here it's just like it's enemies blocking you and attacking you. They are just another enemy that attacks you, and that's yeah, as Sean said, just bullet thunders basically. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the 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 ivy zombies, which of course are. That they're one hit. Well, that they can kill you in one go in remake two. Is 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 that still true in this game? Are they any different? Uh, there's no ivies in the beta, to my knowledge. Yeah, I was like, where are you getting this from? <laughs> I haven't seen them, so. Have you not? Oh, I'm sure they're I. Not, they're not in the beta. I think they've only ever been shown in a trailer at the minute. Oh, apologies, folks. I'm sure I've seen one floating around. Just get quick. I uh, muted just in time because of the bells just then. I was <laughs> going to just say, go very quickly, go to, to the liquor because it, it again sort of goes to the point that I was making about whether you know how valuable uh, you know the, these additions are from from the, you know the actual Resident Evil you know because it's just kind of putting a, a, a light skin on what isn't really you know a game that kind of warrants being in the main timeline and just yeah just hearing about liquors being bullet sponges you know maybe it's going a bit over the top saying it ruins the integrity of the actual characters but it is a shame isn't it that we see these iconic characters that that that, that just so much fear you know with the hunters you know hearing the clicking sound when you know they're just out of sight around the corner and just all these characters that that, that we just associate so much tension and fear and memories gameplay memories of sh- shitting ourselves uh being too afraid to come out of the save room on the ammo 
Yeah, um, yeah. Just hearing hearing them now, it's just they almost throw away all, you know, all these liquor. Yeah, it's, it's a shame to hear them that they're being I, used. To- I, again, it comes back to just separating the idea that this is an entirely different type of gameplay, and therefore their behavior and requirements are completely different, and it doesn't mm. change or lessen their abilities in other games. Obviously, they that's still the ability to do those things in those other games. It's just this isn't in that for this. It would be, it would, it's the yeah. same with Mister X in some ways, like. His function is entirely different. He's just a brute who, as um, Sean said, he's quite weirdly, you know, obviously unweirdly to move around, but he's quite powerful when he does manage to grab a player main game, but it doesn't invoke the same sense of fear or dread he does in, say, the remake 2, mm. because it's you've got other goals and there's other enemies. He's just an enemy. Let's take the opportunity to address a couple of other outstanding points. Um, we've always inter- interchanged the term Tyrant Mr. X. That's seemingly now... Uh, the case too, as in the uh, Japanese version at least, Daniel Fabron uses the name Mr. X. So uh, there we go. Mm. That's all it means. Nothing yeah, else. It, <laughs> it is. It is merely a nickname. Merely a nickname, indeed. Yeah. Yes, it's been. It's been in the fandom, if you like, for many, many, many years. Uh, in the S.D. Perry novels and in the. Um, was it the Palisades? Palisades? I don't know. The, yeah. the action figures, they called it, yeah. So it's been around a long time, but this is, I think, the first time it's officially been dubbed, but it is just purely a nickname. I have bigger issues with the fact that it's called Liquor, personally, but there we go. Because if this is set before or during Resident Evil 2, it seems odd that they that it's called Liquor when it was christened by David Ford as the Liquor. Good shout, Yeah. But there we go. I mean, I mean, I mean. Let's be. I, I think I've said on Discord, it's not beyond the realms of po- uh, improbability that Umbrella also called it liquor for the obvious reasons. But <laughs> it's um, it, it, in the in the in the trailer, it says you know we we says act, you know activating the liquor and in it comes that kind of thing. It's um, because we know the Umbrella created liquors before in the lab. I think you're doing David Ford's imagination a disservice there. <laughs> <laughs> but well, I was thinking about it just because that's what these are the things I think about. It, you know, by the time we get to Survivor, they're officially called Liquors, which isn't that long after the Raccoon City incident. So you know, that's in the kind of top secret file, isn't it? So someone's christened it Umbrella Liquor, but perhaps David Ford wasn't as imaginative as we thought. But there we go. But that, that's my my little gripe with the fact that it's called Liquor. So I think we've kind of covered the enemies I mean we're probably thinking we're going to see a lot more BOWs I really hope so if Remake 3 is in the works I would expect to see Nemesis as almost no, and you can assume the Hunters are made as well Hunters which is probably why they're not getting revealed yet because it would you know it would indicate yeah. that you know the remake's right around the corner yeah so equally with no brain suckers or anything like that whether they'll even include brain suckers, we'll we'll wait and see. But um, yeah, I mean the Nemesis is a dead set, isn't it? It's still probably one of the most popular BOWs. And uh, what Nikolai would be the mastermind? I would have thought so. Yeah. Again, if they go down that route, but they may not change the core mechanic. They'll just have the Nemesis in the current system. Yeah. We oui, we. Oui. <laughs> but there's there's um there's but isn't there pic- there's pictures of unknown people that people say could be Carlos and Jill? And they so- do have some semblance. If it's Jill, she's got a midriff showing, but otherwise the costume seems to match. Boot, the boots and the style looks pretty similar, and you can vaguely see someone behind that does could be arguably in a vest that does look kind of similar to Carlos's one, but it could also be someone. They could be completely different characters, so conjecture at this point. 
It's a shame we didn't hear the voice of that person because we'd have known straight away if that was driving the ladies crazy. We'd have gone, ah, yeah, Got him. But of course, uh, talking about RE3, of course, there is that uh, music, the savory music, is hidden in the game. I say hidden in the game. It's in well, the game. There's, there's, there's multiple savory music. I've come to realization remake uh, in one. Yes. Very faintly, I I've gone through and and I've heard I've heard the three theme and the remake one. Other people heard the one from two, uh, the original version of two, or the DLC for remake two that Nick doesn't have. Um, <laughs> Thank you. So just dig that in there. Um, so yeah, I it's I think it's just an Easter egg. I don't think it's supposed to imply anything. I think it's just the idea that you some of these spaces you kind of squeeze your way into are basically safe rooms. There's no cameras. Enemies can't get in because they can't open the doors uh, or get through the doors. So they're just invoking the idea of a safe space where you upgrade or heal or whatever. But uh, food for thought. Everyone loves to speculate, and we at the Project Umbrella podcast oh, like to speculate responsibly. And uh, I think we've done that today. So, <laughs> okay, so that's the kind of BOW kind of setup. We hope for a bit more going forward. Um, we compare it. I mean, the the obvious comparison remains Outbreak, doesn't it? And George is already. I th- I think I think he's clawing onto the idea that this is still Outbreak file three. <laughs> Bless him. <laughs> please, please. Uh, I'm not sure it's going to go down that way. But there, uh, we we discussed a lot of the similarities to Outbreak. I'm guessing it doesn't feel like Outbreak because you arguably have got a bit more time in Outbreak to explore. This is well, a bit I'm, more he- hectic, isn't it? I mean, I was almost... There are Ivies in this. There are Ivies? I'm like, was yeah. it? Oh, good. I wasn't like. <laughs> I've never seen it. Clearly nobody has spawned them. I haven't mm. seen one. Not a single one. No, obviously not very... I wonder if they... I, I'd be very interested to see if they can do one-hit kills. I suspect they probably can't. I wasn't so much expecting this to be Outbreak 3. I think more just the, the idea that this is a concept. You know, this is an idea that, that uh, with, with you know, with a bit of testing and, and, and tweaking will develop into something, you know, more substantial or, or more connected to the main but I, I mean i certainly like Wombie's idea that this is probably going to be some sort of multiplayer add-on to to, to the remake of well it's far more like far more likely than an outbreak file three i think that's a good point is this going to be i mean is this going to be a separate release is this going to be the new mercenaries or a new mode on i i the simple answer was i think it depends on the feedback i think if capcom thinks from the response from this and any other uh, open kind of testing that they think they can release it as a standalone product they will they will yeah yeah and then if it doesn't do it successfully but successful enough then it would be more like a yeah your mercenaries kind of style addition to a main game i think in many ways the marketing and and distribution of this will make or break it i mean umbrella core should have been released as as a free to play title and i'm not just saying that as my you know my dislike of the game it's just the type of game it is did not warrant you know 30 pounds or 30 dollars or whatever it, it retailed at. I totally agree with that. I uh, it, you, the, those sort of games highly extras that you know you, you're basically your microtransactions, but not in the, like a gambling loot box, but more of a, like upgrades and extras that you can use for the world. But you have to kind of expand the abilities. So it's very yeah. balanced. Kind of so I mean, this could this could very feasibly be a free to play title that is released or something like that, and then there's just we haven't obviously seen them yet, but the characters could be endlessly customizable with different outfits and things like that, and that could be all tied into a microtransaction mechanic, which you you know, and and the sort of stuff that we're talking about, with like classic maps or classic skins or mm. other yeah. scenarios, could definitely be paid 
content, yeah. Well, this is what the kids all play nowadays, so it could be a very popular outlet for them. I, I think it's t- telling. I mean, basically, uh, you, I assume you all saw you got linked to the game FAQs thread from about a year ago. I thought, did you guys all see this? I don't, th- I don't believe so. Okay, so there was a thread that was posted, I think it was almost a year back, and it, it basically outlined what this is. Sorry, yeah, and when it was called Outbreakers. Yeah. Outbreakers, yeah, and yeah. Um, which is a working title, totally makes, when you look at it, it totally makes sense. Like, it's a, it's got enough core tissue to be linked, as we've kind of talked about, character types and all that sort of stuff, but obviously it's its own thing. But obviously, yeah, all the other elements come out and it have all been accurate, so obviously it was a correct piece of information that leaked out. And so I would totally believe believe that at one point the idea was to definitely release it as a separate title i think they've kind of got a little bit cold feet over how umbrella corpse was how um the way resident evil 2 remake kind of gone as far as like the sort of style and how successful it is how much people want an actiony based online title so i can understand why they're trialing and obviously they've made exact comments too there was the article in um, Eurogamer where they talked to them specifically about you know there's no there's no solid plan to even release this if it's not very well received and they probably won't proceed but i'd say given the general feedback there's definitely a core thing here i would be mm. very surprised not to see it and released in some form i don't think outright scrapping it's going to happen now no and that's what i said i think generally it has been quite positive so we can we can we can touch on that what's the, what's everyone's positive and negatives about the about it and more importantly with the negatives where where do they need to improve just from a point of view is it's, it's just it, it's just a fun to be playing a multiplayer game that's set in the resident evil world and that's pretty much what i take from it if you were to compare it against its peers then this is very rough around the edges there's no there's no two ways about it there are other games out there that are doing this kind of thing much better, but at the same time, they're not set in the Resident Evil universe. So, you know, with that in mind, this is this is a fine thing to play. It, it it's fun. It needs a lot of polish and refinement, but in its beta form, and that's that's the thing I can't forget. It's a beta. It it, it might well be a long way off from retail or release. Mm. You know, and I don't even think it's going to be released under the name Project Resistance or anything no. like that. I think it's its working title. Sometimes you just want these fun asides, and anyone who's been listening to the podcast for as you know as long as I've been on it will know. I, in the early days, with the Operation Raccoon City days, the Umbrella Court days, I, I used to have like in entire halves of a year where every performance, every appearance I would have on this podcast was be rant, swear-filled, angry at where the series has gone. Um, and, and and to be honest, whether it's through just coming to terms with it or being the, the fact that I've been bludgeoned over the head so much that I just accept it now. It's that second one, because that's how I feel. Yeah. <laughs> after after no. five and six and Operation Wrecking City and Umbrella Corps. Yeah, These, sure. Yeah. This is just the way the series is now, and and I don't get angry about it anymore. And you know, we're about to get into the canonicity of it. I I I wish we could just turn around and say it's non-canon because then I could probably enjoy it even more because yeah. I could just accept the fact that it's just a fun aside. It uses the Resident Evil setting as a template, and you know what? Even if it just gives me a few hours of fun before I finally put it down and never return to it again, then you know what? That's fine. You know, because that's all it's ever going to be. I I just. Just to draw back on that comment, though, you, your understanding is based more on the fact that also you've had Resident Evil 7 and the remake 2, which, canon aside, everyone seems to have enjoyed both of those titles for entirely different things. So it puts you in a positive light to see that there are options. But that's kind of the thing that I've always had, and you guys are going to probably hate me for saying this, but this is the argument I've had with you guys right from the get-go when you were all bemoaning the idea of remake 2. It's like, well, remake 2 or not, it's its own thing. If you don't want to play it, you can go back and play the original. 
play other games it's the same idea you can play other games in the series that are more your to your liking and in this case the bigger impact to that is if people want to play more remake 2 or something then this won't survive no one's going to yeah. want to play this they'll play something else i i, I would agree with that and yeah. i know and, and it's not lost on me as well that these resources no it's not capcom themselves that are making this it's uh, another team all these resources that are getting spent on like remake 2 stuff and you know and this is this is something that's followed on from remake 2 it's not lost on me that we could be sat here discussing resident evil 8 right now and were I given the choice of playing, you know, a weekend of Project Resistance on beta or just watching a trailer of Resident Evil 8, I know which way I would go. Sure, that's sure. not that's not to take anything away from this game, but I knew this would be the effect that Remake 2 has on this series. And because obviously it has been popular, we're trapped in the Raccoon City bubble yet again and just want to see this series move on. You know, it's, it's going to be four years that this next summer when Resident Evil seven was announced and that's further than that's further than six had come when seven was announced if you know what i mean didn't realize it'd been so long in in e3 of 2016 resident evil 6 wasn't even four years old yet really so so you know we're we're getting to a point where we really should be seeing a resident evil 8 announcement by now if we're going to get it anytime soon these little sub projects like project resistance only delay that happening even further and we're going to get remake three before we get eight aren't we let's be honest I would have thought so. Uh, that that's been a common kind of kind of common complaint uh, in the Discord and so forth. But we will we'll tread on dangerously. Uh, somewhat might say to the kind of canon question in a bit. We've just had a couple of comments, a couple of emails. People have been emailing in with their preliminary thoughts on uh, Project Resistance. So thank you for doing that. The first one came in from Carl Dixon, who s- said that uh, whilst I think it looks interesting, I can already tell that my purchase of Project Resistance, however that will be, will depend on if I can have a group to play it with. Uh, he also then says, if you want to add him on PS4, he's K.S. Dixon. But I think he makes a really good point. And uh, Rob, you you mentioned that the it's almost certainly going to have the ability to pick your own team to play with in in the final release. It's not going to be completely oh, randomized. It needs matchmaking because especially to link that idea of the outbreak but it it depends on obviously the final product but you can't just have having it with random people it's it, it when you've got a core team you want to go through and and play and it may be a case of like five players and you're running it to try mm. the mastermind or it might be a core team of four people who want to play survivors against random people playing mastermind just to give themselves a challenge like yeah you definitely want some sort of level of matchmaking um because it just won't function if it's just like this all the time it'll just get frustrating it's because that's the way that's the way you're going to get better at the game and not find the mastermind too overpowered yeah well, that may, as I said, and also for for communities that are building up on Discord and so forth, people be able to say, "Well, I'm going to be on at this time." You know, add me. You know, you could have quite a cool little community going going on. Oh, it's, it's and it's even like you know, people people said they've obviously come across people like Cat, for example, and Cat could run an actual official thing where it's like you know, challenge challenge me as the mastermind. You know. Oh wow! Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, these sorts of things, or certain I mean, people, like you know, all of a sudden say Sean's really good, gets really good at being the mastermind, all of a sudden, and goes right. I want to. <laughs> you know, yes, I mean that's I definitely. Want any, I want to take on people, challenge me. You know, <laughs> that's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. You never know. You might get better. I and mean, that's definitely how that engagement's going to grow. You know, like you say different communities. You know, 
playing the game because that's something that I noticed a, a lot of gameplay at the moment seem to be people not working so much as a team and clearly if they if you know if they don't know each other and it, it, it seems to be various different characters were just going off and doing their own thing which clearly that this game's very much you know fo- focused on on working together as a team mm. yeah it it would be like us coming together and like you know the, the most of us working together and dragging Nick everywhere <laughs> Uh, you would have to. You would almost certainly have to. Uh, so, th- yeah, thanks, uh, thanks, Chris, for that. That was uh, useful insight. And we-, we will come on to the canon, uh, but this is quite a good link. So we had another email from uh, Chris G Virus, who's on our Discord server as well. Uh, he's emailed in, so thank you for your your contribution. Uh, he he's, he likes the podcast. Keep up the good fight, he says. Thank you very much. Uh, he'd like he'd like to say that Project Resistance is a good idea, and that it and at the moment, and uh, this seems. Uh, to, but it does seem to lack longevity amongst other things. This isn't something a Resident Evil fan will want, I believe. Uh, if this was a game mode within a main Resident Evil game, this might be more accepted. But as a standalone title, this could very well be the new Umbrella Corps. Or could this very could this very well be the Umbrella Corps? This is only the beta, and with more refinement, there is still hope. <laughs> Bless them. <laughs> uh, maybe if they add more stuff like unlockable cannon files, which we can talk to, uh, as we won't have time to read them in-game, that might help. He agrees, at least it's fun bursts of Resident Evil from what he's played, and even the Mastermind gameplay was fun, and gave a new spin on playing a Resident Evil game. But he doesn't believe at the moment the game can c- uh, command a high uh, retail price, uh, which is interesting. Uh, yeah, he, he's a bit like what, you, what we've just said, actually. He, he would like to see the resources being used on this to go uh, either for a new online Resident Evil game such as Outbreak uh, or even an Outbreak set around Terra Grigia. Well, he's a man of my own taste. I think that would be brilliant. But yeah, he's uh, in favour of Capcom trying new things. Um, but currently they need to get back to the basics and develop a main meat of the franchise again before having spin-offs. Interesting, really interesting comments. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to disagree with that. I think it's a misnomer. I think you you can have main titles going on and, and spin-offs. We've had that in the past. I mean, the, the entire run between 1999 and 2005 was essentially main titles and spin-offs, mm. and it didn't really impact anything. I, I, I don't know if I agree with that. It's just, I do agree with the comment that if this released by itself, I would question the pricing. Yeah. I think hopefully Capcom's learned its lesson with um, Umbrella Corps and that they look at a legitimate level of pricing that makes sense for it. But Capcom has, and this is not to be overly critical, but we know this, that Capcom does have some interesting decisions on pricing for, for, for legacy products. So I couldn't be surprised even if they did release it as a standalone product at full price. Mm, that'd be um, I don't think it should, but I wouldn't be surprised if it did. I think as a mode, it's much more, it would definitely much, be much more palatable. Yeah. Yeah, I said as a spin-off, it's interesting. One of my first ever posts I ever made on any forums, which I think was totally re, which kind of got me a bit of street cred in the in the, in the community back then, was that I, people were criticising Survivor as being an absolute piece of tripe as a game, and I said no, no, you know it's good, it's good, and I, I said spin-offs are needed in order to in order to bring in more money so they can continue to make better games, and I can't, God knows who responded, but someone responded and was like. So you're saying we need to endure this rubbish to get better things? I was like, yes, but I love Survivor. So um, perhaps you know, then that that continues on. The fact that there has been so many spin-offs, and that's um, true of so many other franchises. I mean, how many other Final Fantasy games has there been? There's been enough of them on their own. But how many spin-offs have there been? Like Crystal Chronicles and God knows what. You know, they, they, I, I, I maintain my original point. I think spin-offs are needed to keep the series fresh, to keep the kind of coffers rolling. Because these big games take a long time to come out and to, and to be developed, so I'm I'm all in favour for spin-offs. Yeah. 
but I do like to see a value to it, and this is this is what's been sparking the big debate, both on our Discord, other Discords, and Twitter. Uh, is is it worth it in the long run? Does it add to the story? So we're going to tread dangerously now onto the canon question. I don't think we know anything really about it. And the information we've got is that this is Nest 2, which implies that they are trying to link it up to Remake 2. But at the same time, we've got references to Alex uh, Alex Wesker and Spencer going on. We've also got the fact that all the survivors are infected with a virus, but show absolutely no signs of it. We've also got the fact that results are seemingly being relayed to Dr. Wesker, i.e. Alex which suggests it's possibly an early prototype for the T Phobos virus. But now we're treading into we're treading into territory where someone knows what they're talking about with Capcom. Uh in 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 the storyline. I was gonna say it definitely it definitely implies as much the um preamble text talks about fear and it does, all yeah. that sort of stuff. So yeah. I- I just think Capcom are playing a, a dangerous game, but one that perhaps they're not as concerned about as us. You know, they're, they're sprinkling, you know, these these little bits of, of, of um, you know, Resident Evil links in, in, into this gameplay. I think, you know, again, just to make it palatable, just to, 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 to appease, uh, you know, uh, the Resident Evil community, they've had their fingers burnt with, you know, some main titles, you know, sales figures for six, perhaps certainly for seven. And no, I just, I, th- I think Nick's absolutely right. I think they're just, you know, these more universal combat oriented, orientated games that they got wrong with, uh, with, uh, U-Corps that they want to get right with this one and, and hence the, the close beta. I think this is just effectively in order to fund uh, <laughs> a, a more survival horror focused game and i just don't like you know i'm really uncomfortable with 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 these these little things and i think we're gonna we're almost falling down their their rabbit hole trying to see if it you know trying to place it in the canon the 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 problem is is that as you said uh uh, rob you know there's there's talk about fear which all links in quite nicely with revelations too but as far as i'm aware the dates are a bit wrong there is a prototype there is apparently a prototype t phobos virus that was found by that researcher but i think we are a couple of years out in terms of when that can realistically happen and equally does if if dr if alex wesker is still around it seems very odd that she's using her name because of course albert wesker would have been around at the same sort of time and he doesn't know anything about the fact that there are other Weskers working for Umbrella. And you see, I think you've only just scratched the surface of inconsistencies because I think, you know, the more this game develops and, and the more we find out, you, it's just going to throw up even more questions just like that. Well, especially considering the secondary lab that that Albert Wesker should be aware of being that... that that's the I problem. Can... Whether they're just, you know... I think I don't say pandering because I think that's a bit too bad. Because there is no, and I think we've been proven so many times, that there's no overseer pursues the pun of the overall storyline and exactly the dates no one really knows exactly what's going on Um, can can i can i put forward not not an idea but i want to see what how how well this sinks if capcom is thinking on these i think it's i think we've well established that remake 2's canon is not the line canon with the main series i think we've basically established that the way we were talking about it because there's a lot of things that just don't really match up. What if essentially Capcom is with these offshoot titles, essentially a remake of two, and this being more linked to remake two? What if it's its own line of canon? Yeah. So the Alex Wesker in this scenario is not the Alex Wesker from Reef Two, but it's a different line lineage. Like this is a different alternate. This is this is where I'm. It, like it, the, then, it, then these things become completely different, and it's like taking those core concepts about the 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 
the Phobos and all that sort of stuff and using it in an entirely different lineage. So, I mean, I'd go further and, I mean, how comfortable are you with a game that has this amount of detail in it being no more, you know, relevant or no more significant than, you know, is it is it Jill Valentine that's in the, in, in the snowboarding game? <laughs> or, or Claire, um, you know, you know, but you know I, what Wombie says, but even one step further, that these are just you know a mercenaries type game, and 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 none of it, you know, it's all gameplay mechanics. None of it is going to affect the canon, and it, it's just a it, you know a familiar win- skin. Yeah, it's a win- window dressing using yeah. thematics to to kind of go down that route. That's that's where I was kind of going. With yeah. Good, good way to describe it, George. That's kind of what I mean. Okay, another Marvel versus Capcom. The problem is, we're in a community. We, we exist in a community where people have tried to, um, you know, explain the mercenaries in Resident Evil Three as being canon, and the appearance of the Irons model as the the guy in the chair. You know, it's... yes, I do remember this. Uh, you know, so <laughs> that is that is always a problem. I think the I think the only way that's going to be the only way it's going to be proved or disproved at this point is if those two characters that we did see end up being Jill and Carlos, and then obviously they and then they end up releasing a remake three, and those things don't line up because obviously Jill and Carlos can't be part of this testing. This is this is what I mean. If if it ends up being non-canon, then everyone can just enjoy it as yes. a you know as a multiplayer yeah. Resident Evil experience. If it is canon. Then I pity every single Discord and forum moderator <laughs> um, for, the, for the coming months because uh, it's 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 not going to be joyous. I just want to make one blanket statement as well, since you made a blanket statement earlier. I think everyone needs to be cautious and calm and wait and remember that this is an unfinished product. It's a beta. We don't know all the details. You know, who knows where this is going to end up? Yes, we can be cautious because there are things that don't line up. We don't even know if that's relevant right now. Yeah. E- equally, they've talked about the fact that there's. I mean, the, the multiplayer mode is not. It cannot be canon, um, you know, for, for various reasons. But there's there's talk, isn't there? And I think they've confirmed that if popular, they will do an offline campaign mode. That's the interesting hook, isn't it? That's how that's going to play in. How 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 will a four v one work on a, on a single player mode? Will it? Will you still have the ability to play local co op, for example? That would be really exciting. You know, can you yeah. go through? I mean, the, the, the local co op is a, is a dying thing generally, isn't it? But um, I think like Star Wars Battlefront brought it in, which was you know randomly, which was quite good. everyone enjoyed that. Just as just as an option, well, why not? How will it be different to the multiplayer? You know, will the will the mastermind just basically be the human baddie that you know? Will he almost take like the Alex Wesker role of Revelations too, just randomly spouting out some some French poetry? French, French, yeah, French nonsense. Yeah. Every now and again, as you go, as you kind of battle through various you know different localities but um that that will require a lot of work uh, if if they're planning on going down the route of just making it a bit of fun multiplayer you know we've got you know a resident evil 4 map resident evil 3 map you know that's fine but then to then go oh crap we better make this into a canon storyline because that's what the fans want that's going to take an awful lot of work and and thinking about with the storyline and as you said if they if they're just putting in the fear elements that kind of little nods to Alex Wesker and Spencer just for the lols they've suddenly got to go ah we now may need to think about a storyline here <laughs> and and like Ron said this this may just exist within the bubble of remake too so then you've got like you know i hate using the terms but we may have to soon a prime timeline which is the one we know, and the new timeline, which you know branches off of Resident Evil Two, the yeah. remake, obviously. Uh, Resident Evil Wikipedia has already got the term Prime timeline. So there you go. See, it's already begun, if yeah. you will. And I, you know, obviously my little uh, clip art that I did on that video a while ago, you know, that there's still every bit that that 
will be what happens. For me, that's easier, isn't it? Because then you can just dismiss, dismiss everything in Remake 2 and yeah. I'm done with it. <laughs> but, you know, we've already seen how, you know, something as simple as a drama album, which we feel personally on, on, on this podcast that, you, you know, like a drama album is not to be taken as canon, but there's plenty of people out there who have some good arguments as to why it should be considered canon or aspects of it. But then you get into the tricky area of are you picking and choosing details? And we've already started to see it, you know, people in the community saying, well, we, you know, we can ignore like the gameplay aspects of Project Resistance, but we can pick this bit of description. And I don't, I personally don't like doing that. That's just my point of view. Because I think if you start picking and choosing, then you're basically opening the floodgates so everything can be valid. If you know what I mean, it's a, it's a and at the end of the day, player, yeah. this is a multiplayer experience where monsters literally spawn in front of players' eyes. Yeah, you know, and 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 if would someone like to explain the canon of that? <laughs> does, does does Daniel Fabron have access to a teleportation device? In but you know, if you are, how does that work in the time <laughs> scheme and all that sort of stuff? Yeah. We're going to get replies to that, though. You know, answers on the stamp just envelope. But there are people out there that would be able to answer that specific question, stars. They're in the. Well, it's, like, it's, like, yeah. it's like when it's like when the um, the, the Tepper stuff first came out, and everybody's saying, "Oh, you know, the wolf pack is shown in these images, so it, it confirms Operation Raccoon City is canon." And I put on Twitter, you know, would anyone like to explain to me how Jill in one of the pictures is wielding a laser rifle? Then. <laughs> Yeah. You know, if you're going to literally take an image in a card game as suddenly making loads of stuff canon, then you've got to take everything that's in that card game as canon. You, you can't just be... But this is all moot because it's a beta and we don't know what it's going to be. Until we see that offline campaign, I don't think anybody can really speculate at all. No. no. Uh, it'd just be interesting, as I said, it'd just be interesting to see which way they go over this. But uh, that was actually a question that kind of came in from uh, Tim on Twitter, Ploppy54, so thank you very much for that. So I hope we've uh, hope we've answered your, your, your question regarding uh, our, our thoughts on the kind of canonicity and uh, what we'd like to see. But um, I think we <clears throat> we we reserve judgment, uh, which is that awful sitting on the fence position. But I think that's for the best. I think I think overall most of us actually quite positive about it really um even if you haven't played like myself and george you know there's elements that sound quite interesting such as the mastermind route and then perhaps if if that doesn't appeal then at least you've got the option of being a survivor and then within that route you've then got four different options well you know i'm not very good at the game i'm i'm i might be valerie and try and be a bit support for everyone that might appeal but if you think no i'm gonna i'm good at this i'm you know i, I can go gun ho then there's other characters to pick so you know there's there's lots of opportunity to make actually quite a really good team based game and i've always been of the view that they, they, capcom should try different things but it's difficult because and this is where i think they failed operation raccoon city was that they didn't make it accessible enough for Resident Evil fans uh, to just pick up and enjoy and get a kick out of it but at the same time they didn't make it complex enough for COD fans at the time to want to play either and it fell right between the two and it's a very very difficult balancing act to get right. The problem I foresee which is we're looking at this entirely from Resident Evil fan base point of view right but the problem is i'm not even sure how popular this style of gameplay is even you know we used the friday the 13th game as an mm. example it's like i don't even know that's been reasonably successful but it's not always highly populated and it got a boost by being i think it was a playstation plus game at one point and all this sort of stuff so i'm i don't even know how popular this asymmetrical kind of gameplay is 
in June. No, I don't know. I think as well, the Capcom's dilemma. I don't want to speak for them or anything, but I think they know they're chasing Outbreak a little bit now. With the, the sort of fan server resurgence that that game has had you know we see it we see a lot of social media now directed at you know capcom themselves to bring outbreak back in some kind of capacity whether it's uh, on playstation now or whatever there is certainly demand for it and i think in many ways this is a kind of answer to that but albeit in a diluted more cut down way to try and appeal to other people because i think people forget as much as they love outbreak it it was a thing of its time. Capcom has to spend money in order to put servers back online to try and bring that into a, you know, an HD format. You know, it has to be able to pay for itself. It can't just appeal to a small group. And I don't mean to put down a, the you know, community as a small group, but it is a proportion of the fan base. It's not everyone's cup of tea, and it's not going to sell. The original games didn't sell like massive in the no. scheme of this franchise. So you're talking about a fraction of a fraction essentially and it's not enough to justify just remastering those games sad as it is for people who enjoy them it's interesting because you talk about the small group and 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 and, you know how universally popular some of these games are and i was just wondering how significant you know the 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 development of of these these youtube channels that you know we didn't have 10 years or so ago that have really grown in recent times you know residents of evil you know Susie the sphere hunter perhaps you know that 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 you know, I don't know how these are affecting Capcom sales themselves, the people that are making careers themselves that, you know, making these, these channels fund themselves. But there really is a resurgence. And, you know, just looking at some of these more universal channels that have, you know, hundreds of thousands of subscribers that are playing, you know, Outbreak and, you know, that the, the aren't relying on, on, on more popular games, but are playing, you know, the Outbreak games. And perhaps there is a, a larger audience than maybe we, we, we think we appreciate there is now. I think we've covered everything we can cover without uh, starting to digress somewhat. But yeah, I, as I said, really good start. Good start. Let's see how it goes. Let's see their feedback. And of course, you can leave your f- feedback, I think. There's options to do so, isn't there? They send you an email and stuff. For all the players that have played it, you can get the opportunity to comment and tick all the games you've is played. That, is, that, is that different to the survey that they put out? So I know the feedback survey, I think, is separate from the one it's for people I, I, who have played. Think, check yeah, your emails. I think it's separate. Yeah, check your emails, check your spam. Um, I, yeah, it's separate from the one I think it, I got one address and it says it's for players and it's open until the uh, the beta period ends or slightly after the beta period ends. Cool. You don't want to talk about the um, voice acting at all. But we didn't talk about how atrocious it really is. <laughs> they uh, they do they do need to revise it. I'm afraid. Yeah. I, I I'm in the camp where Resident Evil voice acting is is something that I take with a great sense of humour and things like that. But but this is this is too much. It, it it's so beyond stereotype. It's unbelievable. And, yeah, and the fact that he speaks two languages as uh, well. You know, he speaks in English, but he he says yes as as a we. So he's like ah ah you are. I want to find my my title as a we. And he throws random French words in the middle of sentences. Yeah, well, I mean, I was almost thinking Capcom. Are, I mean, thank you. They kind of um, have a high regard for intelligence. But I think how many of your average Resident Evil player, I don't know, would would know, for example, like May is is, is but you know, because you're, you're right. These random French words, you know, very, very strange. I'd be more interested. I'd be more interested to see what the French think about it too like I feel like French people would feel greatly insulted yeah you, you, you can he's almost like moustache twirling <laughs> you know <it's> like, <laughs> so because... he's wearing like it's a, like a stack of onions around his yeah. and the nickname yeah, right. of the B.O.W. 
Jesus. George, you're going to stay in a striped shirt carrying a baguette as well. Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, call, he calls like, uh, oh God, what, he, he likens one of them to having a, a pizza drooling from its mouth or whatever. The One of the zombies, it's terrible. It just has such atrocious names. It's interesting because we talked about it on Revelations too, isn't it? You know, they put, the, the English version was purposely altered. The script was altered to make it more appealable to the Western audience. So that as Capcom said so that's why we got lines like Claire Sandwich and so forth but you feel this has gone a bit too much in the direction of trying to be corny yeah definitely it, it's in bad it's it, it put it this way like you go back through this play in the original game or Survivor and, and you, you listen to it and play it with a like a real sense of humour and a chuckle you know when, when we live stream Survivor for the podcast everyone had a great laugh of the voice acting in this with Project Resistance, you just go, Oh, cringe! Yeah, no. who, who thought this was a good idea? Whoa, <laughs> uh, yeah, you do that a lot. I stopped paying attention after a while because I was just like, I'm sick of listening to this. <laughs> the, the, the worrying thing is that it does just sort of wash over you and eventually you ignore it, but that doesn't make it okay. And 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 you know, this series has come on such a long way since the late 90s with its voice acting. I actually yeah. think you know, like a good Resident Evil game. With it, with good voice acting, it is actually amongst some of the series' best. Some of the performance, you know, sorry, gaming's best. Some of the performances in the Resident Evil series are, you know, are excellent. So, I mean, with with a game like this, you know, an, an ideal opportunity, you know, to really crank up the tension. I mean, this is, you know, I, I really enjoyed I, I, the idea of this mastermind figure, and they're almost like parodying it, aren't they? With with yeah, when you could have a fantastic performance that would really, you know, imbue this character with, you know, even more authority and, 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 and fear. Very true. <laughs> well, we'll see. Well, well, it'll be interesting, actually, it'll be interesting to see how much Daniel is actually involved in the kind of offline mode, if it comes at all. So I take that point, yes, we, we did. What we did. is this motherfucking piece of shit? <laughs> you know, it's just, that's just the kind yeah. of example of, of, that you get. It's just it's so, get, so yeah, bad. We, when you finish a round, you get so ranty and angry, and it's just like... And, it's just... and is it automatic? You can't control which line of dialogue you want to say? Does it just do it? No. Okay. <laughs> I think well, I think that probably does now wrap up um, our discussion on um, Project Resistance, but which is a lovely segue into this podcast edition of Neptune's Biohazard Quiz. The quiz, a test of knowledge, especially as a competition between individuals or teams as a form of entertainment, usually hosted by a quiz master. Can I just ask, have you had all of these uh, questions independently verified? No. He doesn't even know the general knowledge stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Why is, is this man the quiz master? I've done every one of these quizzes. <laughs> I think well, we look- should be. I think we should get another question, John. Don't you? Already fallen into control. Already fallen into yeah, well, that, that was to be expected. I, I'm once again Nick is at the centre of that controversy. <laughs> Absolutely. This is Neptune's Biohazard Quiz. Batman. Star Tyrant. Mr. Spencer. 
killed Biohazard Quiz. So, welcome to this podcast edition of Neptune's Biohazard Quiz. We have five ghoulish questions uh, this week. So, if everyone can clear their desktops, let's go. So, question number one. There are two x-ray pictures you can pick up in Remake. Who are the patients? Bam! Straight out of the park, that one. Wow. Straight out of the park. That's kind of one of those hard questions, but... It's kind of a good one, and I, I feel I can't criticise it, but it is, okay. <laughs> you know, it's, but it's very hard, but you should kind of, yeah. Okay, question number two. I have a sample of the T-Abyss virus. I have shark DNA. I have a human host. What B.O.W. do I create? I've got a feeling I've actually had that question quite recently, but <laughs> there we go. So, a question and number three. This is a Resident Evil 6 question. There are four Madonnas in Resident Evil 6. Can you name them? Question number four. What are the three animals documented in the taxidermy log in Remake 2? Some possible... I'll say bonus points, but there could be some lost points from other people if if you get the precise answers on this one. You can be general. If everyone's general, everyone will get the points, but if, if people are really specific, they, they, they may be able to take some extra points. And finally, question number five. What is the name of the umbrella employee who owns the security guard needed for the Ecliptic Express? Anyone who watched my stream would, would know I, I took I took note of this. Uh, that's our five questions. Join us after this one. We'll run through those answers. Welcome back to Neptune's Biohazard Quiz. Let's see how everyone's done. We'll start with question number one. Uh, so there are two x-ray pictures you can pick up in Remake. What are the names of the patients? George, we'll start with you. I've got no idea. I'm trying to think of even one. It's when you see the liver, isn't it? And the uh, and the lungs. I don't... Oh, I, no, pass. Sorry. Pass. Uh, Rob? Uh, yeah, I can't think of anything, honestly. I remember the. I remember them exactly the same, The what you need to do, but no. <laughs> nope. Ty, stars? Absolutely not. Oh, dear. <laughs> isn't it like A, B, C, D? The the initials, isn't it? The answers. Gale and Clark were your answers there, folks. There we, there we go, everyone. There we go. <laughs> there we go. So, question number two is, I have the T-Abyss virus, I have some shark DNA and a human host. What B-O-W do I create? Stars, Tyrant? No idea. Oh, Jaws. Jaws? <laughs> Rob? Uh, I don't know the name. I only remember there's one in uh, the uh, Revelations. It, yes, it is Revelation. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it's called. The clue was a tier this one. I still have weird names. I don't... It's like it's like if you ask me the ones from Resident Evil Six, I can't remember the bloody names. They were all over the place. It's it's in Revelations. I know that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, George. I I only I think I only know this because of the stream we did with Michelle. The, the Scar Scarmig Leon. Correct. Well done, George. Yes, yeah. a scam. Yeah, yeah, Very yeah. good. Very good. Yeah, well, stars alluded to it. Well, mentioned it earlier. She, you know, Michelle was really kind of into the game and. Um, 
Yeah, particularly the BOW she was mentioning, and and a few of them we were looking up, and yeah, no, that was one of them. It's the fact that you have to look them up because there's so blooming many of them, isn't it? They they just don't they don't ring true in people's memory. But yes, correct, that is the correct. It's Scaramalingi. Very good point there to George. Question number three: There are four Madonnas in Resident Evil Six. Can you name them? We'll start with Rombie this time. No idea. George, Game. if I even pretended to know there were Madonnas in Resident Evil Six, I'd be lying. <laughs> I, I, so I don't. I didn't even. I've no idea, and I didn't even know this. Yeah, I don't the, even know if I've got. I mean, I haven't even completed Resident Evil Six. I'm the, it, the items, the items to get you. You need four of them to exit some place. I'm dropping. Everything. No, I've. No, I don't think I've even come across them. Okay. Sorry. No. Stars. I recall that they are in the cathedral. Yeah. Um, chapter two for Leon, but I <laughs> red Madonna, blue Madonna, black Madonna, white Madonna. That's incorrect, I'm afraid. It's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's the, the so- sorrow, happiness, grief, and charity. Uh, wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is not going well, gentlemen. Question number four. Where's, where's, where's Batman right now? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Question number four. What are the three animals documented in the taxidermy log in Remake 2? So, Stars, we'll start with you this time. Um, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I did have no idea. No, a human, a tiger, and a uh, gazelle. Okay, Rob? That's what I remember. Uh, it's a deer, a tiger, and a pig. Okay. George Trevor? I don't, I don't know. I think if it had been one of the original games, I'd have more chance of getting it right. I should know the answer to this. No, sorry. No, no. 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 Point to Rob, spot on. Yes, pig, uh, Siberian tiger, white-tailed deer. So very good, very good. So points there to Rob. And finally, question number five. All up for grabs still. What is the name of the umbrella employee who owns the security guard needed on the Ecliptic Express? You ha- you'd have to examine the card, and his name is on there. So, as you know, I've spent a long time, a lot of time on the Ecliptic Express, so uh, I was able to document this. George? No, I'm really annoyed because I, I twice now I've homed in on those cards with, with Resident Evil Zero and with a card, similar type of card on in Code Veronica and thought to myself, if this is ever a question on the P, <laughs> I'm going to remember this name. And I did it with that card. I didn't even, I don't think I even noticed when you did it, but I've done this and I can't remember. I've, I've had too much aggravation with life between trying to remember that and this point now it's gone out of my brain. I can't, and I, oh, I can't I can even see his face. Because he looks a bit like a Nazi soldier. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Rob, did you know? Uh, I remember his first name being Jimmy. 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 That's Jimmy. Jimmy. Stars Tyrant. Uh, I just like to announce everybody that uh, this is zero points for me this week. Thank you. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> Oh, this take this takes us back. This takes us back. This is one of your first comments. Was I got a massive naught out of five last time? So there we go. Uh, points there to Rob. I'm going to give you that point, Rob. It's Jimmy Lewis. <laughs> Jimmy. Uh, Jimmy. 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 <laughs> Very good. Very good. So I'll I'll give you that because I'm feeling kind and quite frankly, if if. We only got one point, and that's the winning score. Then we're not doing our jobs right, and we're all going to have to hand in our biohazard cards. <laughs> I'll hand I'll hand in my security card. This is Jimmy. In in all honesty, though, Nick, as as as, as the quiz master, would you have even got them? Uh, was there any of them Jimmy that you one. knew? He, would have, he definitely would have got the Jimmy one because he saw this. He was I would have got yeah. Which of us? Jimmy. I, 
I probably would have got uh, the remake two one. The others definitely not question one. Definitely not question three. Possibly, I mean, I possibly the 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 shark one because I take an interest in shark. Possibly at an absolute stretch, but uh, no more than Rob. The thing is, I bet the funny thing is, I bet you can name the um, shark in Resident Evil Six, can't you? Yeah, the, <laughs> the Bazak Bazak. There you go. <laughs> there we go. So let's have a look at the final scores. So in last place, as Sean has already alluded to, it's that yeah, starts time with naught out of five. In second place, I'd say a commendable one uh, is is George Trevor with one, and this week's winner is Rombi with a massive two out of five. Well done, Rombi. Jimmy. <laughs> Batman's just <laughs> listening to this thinking, oh, I just could have annihilated them all. Probably, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, thank you everyone for playing. Uh, that does that finishes our uh, quiz for this week. Join us next time or we'll have some more questions. Well, there we go. That was a <laughs> that was a fun quiz. Thank you all for participating. Those were, hard, those were very hard. Were those any any of those veto questions? No, he did promise me some questions, but uh, they never came. So I had to <clears> dig into the uh, dig into the archives and uh, come up with them myself. So there we go. Uh, but yeah, that was so. That does kind of conclude our podcast as well. We'll wrap it up now. We've had a, a really interesting discussion on Project Resistance and fingers crossed for for its ongoing progression. Next podcast is going to be our twentieth anniversary special of Resident Evil 3 uh, we've all been replaying it you would have seen Sean's um, wonderful stream where he went through it beginning to end in the uh, HD seamless project is that available is that up on YouTube yet that is that is on YouTube yeah, is on the YouTube. community chose the path uh, it actually went reasonably quite well there's some uh, some uh, shocking moments which have been since disproved unfortunately but yes video out. Um, yeah yes. it's just fun to watch Yoke squirm <laughs> it is blessed. Uh but yeah, so you can. He always gets the short. He always gets the short shrift on those streams, doesn't he? People voting against him, and then like, but yeah, I suddenly feel sorry for him. Well, especially in this case, because his uh, his bone of contention this time was that you could easily solve the the ball puzzle just by putting him in the order you pick him up. And when that worked, when that worked, he was like, "Oh my god, that's it! I'm done." Leave it was me. the water puzzle, Nick, wasn't it? The water puzzle, yeah, that he, took him over claimed, the edge. He claimed it was um, very, very difficult, and I did I not do it first time? You did it first time. It was less than a minute, I think. And then, yeah, as we as we've discussed it <laughs> offline, but uh, yeah, it's it's randomised, so you some of them, there's, there's two of them that are real. That one and the oil one can be quite difficult if you get the real hard one. But yeah. The stars aligned for you. They did, it did. But that's coming up. So that was the one, of course, you guys on the on our Facebook actually voted for instead of Resident Evil Gaiden. But there we go. Well, I'll forgive you this time. Um, and <laughs> but yeah, that well, we're going to be recording that fairly expeditiously uh, once everyone's played the game. I've nearly finished it. I'm just up to the Carlos bit. Um, and uh, Rob, you're cracking open your Dreamcast. Yeah. Well, since we decided. We're going to play different versions. Um, I figured I'll chuck the Dreamcast version on, just even starting it up. I, I, I think I posted, I don't think it's been, I think it may have been eight or nine years since I last played Resident Evil 3, and it's definitely been the last time I played Resident Evil 3 on the Dreamcast, according to the save file data, was 2005. Wow. So, <laughs> so uh, with any luck, we'll be um, recording that fairly shortly, and uh, that'll be that'll be up. That'll be our next podcast. So, uh, thank you everyone for, for listening. So, it's goodbye for me, Neptune. It's au revoir from me, Stars Tyrant. 
I knew you were going to say that. It's goodbye for me, Rombie. And uh, goodbye for me, George Trevor.